This episode of OVP is dedicated to the memory of one of our first fans, a really nice guy, and a beloved member of the OVP community, Ruben Vasquez Jr. Jam-packed to the rafters, let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys so much for being back with us here it is episode 226 and it's monday june 7th 2021 welcome to june everybody we're here to romp you through the world of retro wrestling as always i'm joe Morata, and i'm joined by michael quinn how you doing there michael howdy you ready to romp let's romp you're you're, we're gonna romp i want to romp Romp. That's what we do that, on the show, that's folks. The actual lyrics yes. of the song—they just—they scrapped it. That the record company got involved. Yeah, the whole thing. It was a whole thing. We'll cover that on Acid Wash Memories, rock bands. Yes. I don't know. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this weird intro aside, thank you guys so much for being back with us here on the Retro Wrestling Podcast, where we talk about wrestling usually, and <laughs> we have some great topics in store for you as we kick off June. But before we get to any of that, we want to remind you. If you want daily wrestling clips, you can get those on our Twitter account at OVP Podcast on Twitter. If you don't follow us there, do it. Get like a dozen wrestling clips a day from retro wrestling history. You can also email us if you want to at OVPPodcast at gmail.com. That is OVPPodcast at gmail.com. But Quinn, if people want to talk to you and me and over a thousand other retro wrestling fanatics, where may they go? Over at Facebook.com slash Rock Band. It's a great site about rock. No, it's about wrestling. Wrestling. We talk about wrestling. The Rock. There. Yeah, the, the Rock. Maybe he has a band. Right. Hulk Hogan, Metallica, whatever. The Rock and Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, the, the, they'll, there'll be music. There'll be wrestling. Right. Over on the Facebook. But you know what you do? You have to use the search bar over oh. at the Facebook.com slash Rock Band. What do you do? And you type in our vantage point dash retro wrestling podcast. Bing, bang, boom, tubes, gore, kaflui. And uh, you hit the join group. You're in. You're in. And all you're agreeing to is one rule. One rule only to join this group, which is don't be what? Don't be a dunderhead. Don't be a dunderhead. And that simply means don't be a meanie. Don't do don't that. Don't be a knucklehead. Don't be a dingus either. Yeah, like, don't. Dingus and don't. dunder. Yeah, that's still included in the don'ts. <laughs> right. Don't, don't think be we've, we're sleeping on the dingusness, okay? Never sleep on your dingus. Yeah. You understand? Don't think we're sleeping on that, folks. It hurts. So basically what that means, if you want to join the group and talk to a bunch of people about old wrestling, the minutia, the big stuff, the little stuff, whatever you want to do, have fun doing it, debate, disagree, but don't be a jerk. Okay. Right. Can we sum mm-hmm. it up like that? Yeah, don't jerk. Be a, don't be a jerk. We'll okay. change it to that at the next hundred episodes. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a jerk. Don't be a jerk. And you can do that on Facebook. Okay. And also, if you like the extra stuff that we have available, you want to try that out. We have two extra shows that we do. One is on a weekly basis. It's the 1983 and just about 1984 canon. And the monthly pay-per-view reviews. Right now, we have WrestleMania 9 out. Quinn loved it. <laughs> Shit. So, oh, so if you want our thoughts and our feelings and our opinions on every WWF yep. pay-per-view, going all the way back to the first WrestleMania, you can get that on Patreon. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. A little more info to follow on that later. But, Quinn... We got business to attend to. We got business. We got the business. Yeah. The best hamburger in the business. Now, the business we're attending to is we have all season long 
been recruited to host a game show again. Right, right. The we, game show people came to us. Yep. Merv Griffin and all that. Merv Griffin came to us and he's like, hey, I got a great idea. Why don't you guys host a show where you have your fans give you an opinion that they hold near and dear to their hearts about retro wrestling and they end it with change my mind. And we've been talking about a lot of different things. You know, we've talked about Survivor Series, for example. Yeah, that, oh. that thing. <laughs> Last week, we talked about the screw job being yeah. a work. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's funny. Not. The Survivor Series talk led yeah. to Vince McMahon deciding to get New Japan Pro Wrestling <laughs> to work see? with him. See? I, they, they listen. Tastemakers. <laughs> but right now, we have a new contestant entering. We're going to see if we can... Welcome back to Change Your Mind, the OVP game show where we see if we can change your mind on an opinion you hold about retro wrestling. When we've got a new contestant making his way down here. Make his way. Get down make, here, Make fella. your way. Get over here. All right, he's here. And his name is David Gitlin. Oh, hi, David. Hi, David. This is actually a really good one, Quinn, and I think it's a, a thought-provoking one. David says, had Dusty Rhodes been in the WWF through the 80s, he would have been a bigger star than Hulk Hogan. Change my mind. Dusty Rose, American dream, baby. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have been bigger. So here's the thing. He's big, but... Um, <laughs> yes. Dusty Rose, like... I don't know how else to describe He's like a different kind of baby face. It's he like the, the working man. Hulk Hogan lives in a ma- imaginary land or whatever. And, he, and whatever in Venice Beach. Yeah, like he doesn't live on uh, the same plane of reality. Hulk no. Hogan's like a otherworldly type character whereas dusty's more of a you know everyone can relate to him correct yes my heart is just a little big but brother i am bad and they know i'm bad it was destiny brother that hulk hogan became the greatest wrestler of all times i think the the heart of the question here stems from two different things if i had to guess Mm -hmm. hulk hogan who uh, unquestionably led the wf's boom starting around 84 and throughout the rest of the 80s into the 90s the rock and wrestling connection, mm-hmm. speaking of our Facebook group, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, everything on MTV. He was on Saturday Night Live. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He had a, a cartoon, yeah. right? He had commercials, all these things. Larger than life, superhero that conquered the villain. And Dusty Rhodes was the, along with Ric Flair, right? and would have probably been Magnum, TA mm-hmm. also, in the mid-80s for Crockett, once Dusty went there. One of their biggest stars, obviously. Right. Beloved by so many I'll for t- so many I'll years. I'll tell you one thing that would be different if Dusty Rhodes had just always been in WF. What's that? Um, he would have probably been fighting the Million Dollar Man. Oh, definitely. Like, it would have like been a great... Before Hulk, before... Then they, that would have been a huge house show draw for Sure. Them. But would he have been bigger than Hulk Hogan? I say no because I think that Hulk Hogan resonated with the kids of the 80s in a way that I don't know that Dusty would have. And I could be wrong about that. I think Dusty resonated more with the actual adults in the crowd. That's what I'm saying. He was kind of like the heart and soul. He was the working man, the common man. Yeah, yeah. If you will. I'm not saying that he wouldn't have succeeded in WF because I think he would have. I think he would have been one of their top draws. Absolutely. It's just, he would be, I know people might find this disparaging, but he'd be like, in that, like, Duggan or Ivan Putsky, that guy that, but higher like, than that. never... Higher, but, like, still, you know, just in that... Maybe Jake the Snake, that kind of face Jake the Snake range. Upper echelon? Yeah, like, guy that, like, he never really fights Hulk ever. But see, like, let's say you know Hulk's I mean? not there, right? Yeah. Maybe he can hold it. I don't know. It might it might have hurt the Macho Man more in, in reality. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, good point. If he was there at the same time as Hulk Hogan, 
I mean, I know he was an 89 and 90, but that's, I know that's not what this question's talking about, right? right? If he was the NWA version of Dusty Rhodes in the mid-80s, but Hogan's still there, I don't know that he would have... It would have been possible for him to be a bigger star than Hogan. I don't know that anyone could have. Might have left on his own volition. If, like, right when... Say, I, I'm thinking this person saying that, like, right when, like, 84, 85 happened, that Dusty was just there. Yes, like, right. That, that's the idea, right? Now, if he's there in lieu of Hulk Hogan, I could see that being... I could see Dusty Rhodes carrying that territory. Yeah. 100%. But I don't know that he would have quite resonated and drawn as much attention... Because look at Hulk Hogan from a visual point of view. Look mm-hmm. at Hulk Hogan. This right. is not disparaging either. And look at Dusty Rhodes. And which one do you think is more impressive to a kid? Hulk Hogan. Right. That's Hulk Hogan. And can you imagine Dusty Rhodes versus Andre the Giant? I mean, I'm just saying, for yeah. example. The, the thing is, is that Dusty isn't that, again, he's not that kind of character. You're supposed to sympathize with him yeah. because he's like... He's just regular. He's a big guy. Like, I mean, like, not. I'm not even saying fat. I'm just saying, like, he's actually, a like, a big man that yeah. can hold his own against these other wrestlers. Absolutely. But it's just, like, the whole the whole draw of him is that the way he talked about being a common man and not and not just, you know, some big superhero. Like sure. He's, he's in a weird way. He's, like, the face antithesis of Hulk Hogan. Absolutely. Right? Yes. It's like, I'm just going to get by on being, you know, regular. Yeah, right. You know? I don't believe everything that Nikita Koloff believes in, and he doesn't believe everything that I do. But living in this country gives you that right to be free, to have freedom of speech, to have freedom of choice, to have freedom to do and be what you want to be. Now, I could definitely see him having some really good feuds with the people that they had. Can you imagine a Dusty Piper feud in 85? It would have been yes. awesome. Yeah, it definitely would have 100%, been awesome. 100%, right? Yep. Would it have ca- would it have drawn as much attention as Hogan Piper? Maybe it would have. I don't know. What about Heel Jake the Snake versus Dusty, Dusty Rhodes in '86? Sure, there's yeah. one. What about Randy Savage? Like that version of Randy Savage, pre King, like the pre King, the, the Savage that fought Hogan in '85, '86. I'm not gonna lie, it wouldn't. I think it wouldn't be as great as the because <laughs> well, no Sherry, I, the, <laughs> Sherry and the Sherry and Savage aspect with Dusty. And Sapphire, that's what made that so much fun to right. me. It was so ridiculous. I think it's a great question. It's not easy to dismiss this one. Right. Because Dusty Rhodes has a, a wide appeal. Mm-hmm. His promos are, he's one of the best promo guys in the history of the business. Right. Better than Hogan. Oh, he would have had some great promos. I think primarily his biggest feud would be in 87 with the Million Dollar Man. Like right away. That would have been. Those two would have been like attracted to each other. Like, well, easily. Like, the characters are complete opposites. And look at the way... Well, first of all, the you know, with Virgil being named after Dusty Rhodes, right? right? They could still do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And look at the way uh, the dynamic that Dusty had with Ric Flair. It would be very similar. It so would clearly be very it similar. Worked. But actually, the funny part is people would say, like, oh, that's fake Ric Flair, Ted DiBiase. Well, in a way, yeah, that was yeah. their answer to in, to an extent to right. Ric Flair. Well, you know, here, there's another, there's all other weird angles to this, because this is one of those, like, weird butterfly effects. almost a butterfly to, effect, yeah. Type topics, because I think Ric Flair is hurt big time by this. Well, because like, there's his, no Dusty Rhodes. That's, like, like his number one rival of all time, and he's just not in WCW. Yeah, or the to his gang, right? Yeah. Now, again, we're doing this under the assumption that Hogan's not there. If Hogan had been there this whole time... I can't see Dusty eclipsing Hulk Hogan. No. I just can't. You got to also remember, Hulk Hogan was eight years younger than Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. And he was just new and fresh. And Dusty, 
you know, Dusty had been in the WWF, you know, yeah. he had a, a, a couple of stints there when they were in NWA territory, just like Hogan had been there as a heel. I could see them being a tag team, a house show attraction yeah. tag team. I think, you, you know, you make a good point there. I think that people tend to forget that from 85 to 90, those last five years, even though they were great years for Dusty, he was winding down that whole time. Yeah, he turned like, 40 in 1985, I think. So. Right. He definitely was. He came to NWA because he really wanted a book. Came, like, came to Crockett. He, he came Crockett. to Crockett specifically, yeah, yeah from, from Florida. And yeah. he, he I, the, I think the whole, you can tell even by his introduction, they even, I think they even say it's, that he's going to work in the office or something. I don't, like, I don't remember, but it, it started in 83. Start, yeah, yeah. He like waves or whatever. Have, yeah. It's almost like implied that he's going to work there, not really right. wrestle there. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. And, and it's just, it's funny that people think of those years as his best years, even though that that was really just kind of a, okay, I'm kind of winding down here. I'm going to work yeah. in wrestling for the rest of my life and that's going to be it. And he did. Yeah. He is one of the all-time best. So, I mean, this is a very fair question. This is not a, a no-brainer, you know, as far no. as I'm concerned. But but I think definitively, like, he wouldn't have eclipsed Hulk. I don't think he could have. It's impossible. And if Hulk wasn't there, I think that he could have carried the company. I really yeah. do. I don't know that he fits Vince McMahon's vision, though, or ever did, of the face of a company. If Vince was well, looking for something talk, new. If you want to talk about that, I mean, he's not a bodybuilder. Well, um, yeah. And he's uh, not larger than life. He he's He is he's a slice of life. Light, larger than life. But he's though. a slice of it, too. He, he's an amplified version of a real thing. Yes. You know of, what I'm saying? Of a, a blue collar, you yeah. know. Yeah, no, I know. I agree with that. I mean, how much you want to bet there wouldn't have been second life in Dusty as like a garbage man or something? You know? No, I know. Like, <laughs> it, it, I always wonder if like he stuck around after the Macho Man feud, if he would have been like Duke the Dumpster or something. You Please know, don't I, say things like, like that. I'm just don't I'm do pointing that. out no, that like, don't do that. once everything, not- like how they did the Ricky Steamboat, he's like an actual dragon. I'm a dragon now. Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I it would have, I mean. they, they, that could have been a possibility, <laughs> and I'm kind of glad always that Dusty left. Like when he did, oh, so it, am I. It, like, it, was, in, it was over in the in the real timeline because it's just like they would have gone too far. It wouldn't have gotten better, let me put it yeah, that way. They would have just like we need a gimmick, garbage man or uh, plumber. plumber, like literally. Or, I mean, like, they already did the vignettes of him doing that. Yeah. You invented now, and I'm on the cover of Plumbers Weekly. Yeah. Again, Dusty would have had great feuds. I could see him as the world champion. I just don't know that it would have attracted the same amount of interest. And uh, for lack of a better term, like the, it would have wouldn't have pushed that pop culture button the way Hulk Hogan did. No, that's the only thing. Not that it wouldn't have been good. It would have been good programming. I it think, would have been good television, you know? It I would think, have been good matches. I think that ultimately it would have been like a side-by-side thing. They would have existed, but they wouldn't have interacted, Dusty it, and Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I think, again, I think maybe as a tag team on, maybe, to, yeah, on the house shows. Saturday Night's Main Event or something. Yes, like that it, type of thing. Oh, Dusty Rhodes teams with Hulk Hogan, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I wonder if they ever... Someone would know this. You can check history WWE. I wonder if they ever teamed up in they the definitely WWF. Didn't. You don't think? I don't think. That'd even, be known, right? Even in 90. That's what like, I mean. They like, weren't like, it felt like Dusty was on a completely different like parallel universe. He was. Like him and Macho King. They were doing a whole like, different Macho thing. Macho King would be like, I hate Hulk Hogan, but also fuck Dusty Rhodes, <laughs> but we're not going to involve Hulk Hogan And in fuck this. the Ultimate Warrior also. Yeah, while on, the, I'm at it. on the side. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. him on the side. <laughs> But I, I, again, I think that Dusty would have been quality programming in WWF. I think he could have been a good champion. Yeah. I think that he would have had good feuds with the guys we said, like Piper and Savage. I don't think, though, 
you would have had 33 million people turning in on a on the main event, for right. example, to watch a Dusty Rose think, match. I, think, I could be wrong. Do you think they would have given Dusty the Intercontinental title or anything, or do you think they would have just kept him like in a like I said a dug in or like uh, you know Jake the Snake guy that's like he he doesn't even need the world title. He's like world title contender, but he doesn't. They don't ever really have him fight for it. We're talking if Hogan is there. Yeah. I don't think he would have had a title. They wouldn't have given him the intercon. He doesn't need it, right? And the title doesn't need him. Right. You know what I mean? I think he would have been very much like you said, kind of like his 90, 89, 90, where he's very well regarded. No polka dots, okay? Very well regarded and doesn't really lose and is on the upper end of the card. Yeah. I think that's the best Even they could like have done with him. Even like how him. like JYD was booked. JYD in the 85, 86, yeah. yeah. Beefcake in 88, 89. yeah. Warrior, you know, like in that spot, kind of. Right. I don't think he would have been a bigger star than Hulk Hogan. That's not to say he didn't have the talent to be one. I just think that the timing of everything that happened with Hogan from around the time of the Iron Sheik onward, which we're very close to getting to, by the way, in the canon, Mm -hmm. um, was exactly what the fan base in the WWF wanted. Dusty is like, he's Southern wrestling through and through. Yes. No, he, that's exactly what he is. And, I think this is an interesting topic. It's but a great I topic. But I don't think it's something that um, we, it's not something like we missed, right? It's Correct. Like, it's not like, it's not something that I, I dwell on. Um, <laughs> you don't uh, stay up at night thinking about well, this? I, don't, it, I guess my point is I don't watch a, a show from 85 or 86 and say, man, this would have been great with Dusty Rhodes. No, it's I don't not, either. It's not even anything that would, it it wouldn't have been as good as it it ended up being in real life with them in separate things well because Dusty and Flair I mean yeah, yeah the NWA or JCP is really crippled if Dusty's not there I will say though that this question got me thinking about a couple of Dusty Rhodes views that would have been great I think Piper is one of them right. vintage heel Piper going added on the mic with Dusty oh, yeah. would have been great a, like really wacky one that F's with Cindy Lauper yeah the and cocaine stuff. one yeah the crazy one <laughs> yeah I also think that Don Morocco and Dusty could have had a good feud oh that would have been fun but 85 Morocco's oh, yeah. still really good yeah Morocco's still good Savage and Dusty would have been good mm-hmm. in any context. Yeah. They have great chemistry I told together. Them, I still wish they would have just saved it from when he was a king. It's, I way, know. it's way funnier. And I think 87, you said this, 87, 88 DiBiase, because you know, by like 90, he was like shittier. Yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's real. He's still a like, great even talker. When they, even but... when they feud over Sapphire's coat or whatever, <laughs> he's still not that as he's good not, DiBiase. He's not like that classic 87, 88 like, DiBiase. Fresh in the WF. Yep. Main version. event style. Like, what they would have done, if you ask me, is like, if that had happened, is like, right off the bat, Ted DiBiase would have feuded with Dusty Rhodes, and he would have somehow used a bunch of bullshit <laughs> to beat him. Yes. And then Hulk would be like, I gotta stand up. Maybe that's when they would interact. Hulk would be like, this is fucked up. Like, they're like beating him up or something. Question for you. Does Hogan have to be a man? Yeah. Can he let it slide? He can't let that slide them like double teaming Dusty Rhodes like Virgil and Ted DiBiase. See, that's a great Saturday Night's main event angle. Yeah. It's like a perfect one. Yeah. And then they tag team Hulk and Dusty to like get revenge. And like the October of 87 Saturday Night's main event or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. There are possibilities and it would have been cool, but I do think it worked out best for Jim Crockett promotions in the in the long run, maybe not because there know might that- not be a Jim Crockett promotions <laughs> without Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like to me, this is more of a butterfly thing. Like, it is. It That's just, why I like. It would have just screwed over Jim Crockett. They would have been like, "What are they just going to have this heel Ric Flair and that's it?" Like they'd have to wait till like 88, 89 till Sting showed up. Who's anybody who's like somewhat Se- semi credible that yeah. Flair could make right? Yeah, unless of course Hogan wasn't in the WWF and then Hogan was in. JCP, but that's a whole. Hey, that would have been a more interesting question, actually, if it was flip flopped. Like Dusty was in WF and Hulk is in 
well, NWA. Can you imagine? Because, you know, the NWA's proclivity for having a heel champion that a babyface chases. Hogan would be a great chaser going yeah. after Ric Flair. Coming Hogan would up never short. be as big as he, w- he was, though, because of, think because so. of the Close. way he would be booked. Close, yeah. but yeah, not not quite. Great question, though, David Gitlin. Really, we really appreciate that. It was a great, thought-provoking, interesting question. Mm-hmm. And folks, if you have something that you want us to change your mind about, we still are taking suggestions. Merv Griffin is still taking suggestions he's still, here. He's still in the yeah. booth over there. Go to our Facebook group, and there is an announcement post where you can post that. But let us know what you think. Would Dusty have been able to be a bigger star than Hulk Hogan? Quit it, I don't think so. And David, we don't know if we change your mind, but folks, let us know what you think. You can do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. You can shoot us an email or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back, we go from the group to the poop because it's the royal flush of world title changes. Two more coming out of the tank. We're going to see where they rank. It's the royal flush, and it's coming up right after this. Kind of pizza, boy. Look at this. Ooh, hi, pretty lady. Pizza. May I kind of pizza man. for you? Yes, I ma'am. I my sardine pizza. I got you, so it's, mm-hmm. I got it right there. Mm-hmm. Oyster pizza. Your mom's grown oyster pizza, but I got something for you. I can tell you out of this pig feed pizza. Oh, yes. A little extra snout on the yes. side. Woohoo. Oh, my there you go, darling. Why don't you try some? It's my favorite. Can try. I try some? I love it. Oh, You'll all love right. It. Yeah. Ooh. Two pieces. Ooh. Mm. That's good for your tummy, and it's yummy, yummy, yummy. Hey, aren't you? Hey, it's Sean Mooney. I may no longer be in the event center, but if I was, I'd be talking about our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. All right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode 226. It is June 7th. Hope you're having a good Monday. Quinn's still with me here. I'm here. You're not You're not I, I all worried about Dusty? I didn't leave okay. because of Dusty while we, while we were on break there. <laughs> all right. Just checking. Uh, folks, if you want to check in on patreon.com slash OVP podcast, this is a brief plug. Don't worry. We're not grubbing for your money here. But we do have a lot of extra content. So if you like what we do, let's say you've been listening for a little bit or maybe a long bit and you want to try it out, just try it out. It's five bucks. It won't even charge until the first of the month. Give it a shot. You're going to get two extra shows completely different from what we do here. One of them is the 1983 canon. We mentioned that earlier. Which is a completely different. That's the real completely yeah, different show. It, not not at all like this. Yeah, it has nothing to do with this. It is where Quinn and I have been watching every episode of WWF Championship Wrestling since January of 82. We are almost in now to January of 84. You can watch these or listen along. They're in available. Yep. Uh, 
They're available in both audio and video form. And they're now weekly. And they're the weekly. Yes, every Friday. They used to be bi-weekly. Now they're weekly. Now they're weekly. And you can get the older ones. We released like older ones from almost a year ago on our YouTube channel and on this podcast feed. It is a fun time, and the fans that watch them do really seem to like them. You might too. And on top of that, that's two bucks a month. On top of that, the highest tier we offer is only $5 a month. Okay, that's literally it. If you can spare that and you're interested, if it's intriguing at all, check out our pay-per-view reviews. Like we said, everything from the first WrestleMania to WrestleMania 9 is out. Next month, King of the Ring 93. Mm-hmm. It gets better, Quinn. Don't worry, because after that is SummerSlam, which is a great show, except for the ending. I, so. I can't wait till we get to In Your House. That, <laughs> that, 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 is, that is what I'm looking for. That'll be happening, too. The, the prime Toddster <laughs> era. Yeah. And you can get all of this stuff in your house on patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Again, the highest tier is five bucks a month. We do this to give back to you guys that want to support us. If you want to try it out, I encourage you to just give it a shot. Try it for a month. If you don't like it, cancel it after a day. I don't care. We're not offended. No. Just try it. See what you think. Give it a shot. Give it a shot. Patreon.com slash OVP podcast. But Michael, Mm -hmm. it is now time for us to talk about the Royal Flush. Now, what the hell is that? What is it? I don't know. Maybe some people are listening for the first time. They're like, all right, right. these these goofballs. Yeah. What the hell are they doing? But you're still listening. Thank you. The Royal Rankings of Royal Flush is something we do every season. Where before the season starts, we ask you, the fans, to give us a list of your top 10 of something and your bottom 10 of something. And in this season, it was a world title changes, okay? Then our chief statistician, Joe Merkel, he takes all of your votes and he compiles them up into two separate tanks. One for the best and one for the worst. We then pull out two names at a time and we rank them. So that way, by the end of the season, what you're going to have is the definitive certified organic OVP, non-GMO, baptized, ordained, USDA certified organic and healthy best and worst title changes of all time now quinn this is the mm-hmm. worst right the flush this is the worst crap these are the <laughs> this stinks <laughs> it's it's stinky it's very stinky these are bad world title changes the worst is voted by you the fans there's four names on the board right now we ranked them already this is what it is at number one we have kevin nash Versus Bill Goldberg, that would be, of course, Starcade 98. Mm-hmm. You hate it, Quinn. It's awful. I hate it. It's worse than Starcade 97. That remains to be seen. Number two. <laughs> no, number two, okay. Now, one is the worst. Yeah. Number two is David Arquette winning the world title. I like that it's just David Arquette on the list. <laughs> on Everyone the knows what that means. Now, what was your rationale of how somehow... Nash Goldberg is actually because worse. Because Nash and Goldberg, this was like, that's the official beginning to like everything going to crap. Okay. Like David Arquette is just like a symptom of like what was a hap- symptom? <laughs> yeah, it's just like a symptom of the same problem that was caused by Nash Goldberg. Fair enough. Number three is Hogan and Yoko at WrestleMania 9, which Quinn also really likes. It's hideous. Number four is, and this is the outlier, the anomaly that I don't even, I get why it's on here. I don't even here, agree but, that it was voted in. Yeah. Sean, Brett, Montreal, which is just so different because it's that's it's a, a decent thing. match with a bad ending oh yeah i mean and it led to good things well for some people anyway those are the four on the board right now we're gonna pull two more names out before we do that quinn i just want to kind of clarify the criteria here for mm-hmm. everybody it's not simply the wrestling action in the ring that's right. not all this is we're not talking about match and all that right. stuff star ratings and it's not necessarily what you think of the wrestler it's what did this do for no. the business was this bad I, I like to think of it as memorable but in a bad way right where that you actually remember it being shitty 
Right. You know what I'm Actively saying? Actively like, shitty sometimes like, you where, say. Whereas like a good version would be it's memorable, but you have good memories. Right. Like I think, I know that sounds really basic on its on its head, but I think when you're talking about matches, a lot of people jump to match quality. Right, and that's not and, what like, this is. We're talking about like memorable, but in a shitty way. Like, so bad, you remember how bad it was. Consequential sometimes, yes. but in a bad way. Right, exactly. That type of thing. Not just match quality. That can factor in. A lot of different things can factor in. Context and what happened. Also, the stinkage factor, of course. And of course, the stinkage there's a, factor. There's always the the, <laughs> the the nebulous stinkage factor. It's just, just there. Of course there is, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but without any further ado, I think we need to now go down to Howard Finkel for the Royal Flush. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now Of the world title changes, Quinn. Extra stinky. Extra stinky. Now we ran down the floor. Okay. Can, we, can, can really we, we? We don't have time need. for that today. Can we? Okay. So we ran down the four on the. Okay, excuse me. <laughs> we ran down the four on the board. Yeah. There's two more coming out. We talked about. Well, you can you can hear some of the ones in the intro go there. Back, go back thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. um, listen to our explanation, <laughs> and also listen to the the things in the in the audio there. Exactly. And then you know. You so, know what so, we're talking so about. Who are we talking about next? Who who they say? Get the Fink out. You're calling no the fans. The fans. Sorry. Oh, sorry. The fans. The fans. The Quinn. Fink did the last one. He he did his job. Yeah. The fans are going to count us down now. Let's find out who drew number five. This is Bret Hart losing to Bob Backlund mm-hmm. at Survivor Series 94. I'm kind of surprised. I have problems. Can you tell this. me why? Because yes. I really don't. <laughs> well, ahead. there's there's a couple things here. Go ahead. So first of all, this match is fucking hideous. Some is, might disagree with that. Like, okay, let, let me put it all on the table. Put it on if the you, table. If you thought I didn't like Bret Hart versus Razor Ramon, this is like some next level shitty Bret Hart, like which is like, Hard to like. There's this might be one of the two bad Bret Hart matches in his entire career. See, a lot of people like this one because it's a very old school wrestling match. You say that I do, but the last twenty minutes, I want <laughs> twenty, maybe fifteen. I'm it's not like sure, eleven. I know what you mean. Are one hold? I know a chicken wing and looking at Stu and Helen. Yeah, but make I'll- a make a decision. But also for their looking son. at Owen having like an Emmy winning performance. Going. Right, come on, but. It, see, here's the thing: is what Owen's doing is three minutes worth of thing. Like it, it, True. it did okay. not need. It was long. Eleven man. fucking it minutes. It was long. It feels like an hour because Backlund's just sitting there and occasionally going ah ah yes. like occasionally. Like in real life, when you watch it, it's just boring. 
Some might disagree. I, I haven't seen it in so long, and we will eventually get to this one. But let me give you the background, folks, just for the people mm-hmm. that don't know. So Backlund had returned at the end of 92. Bobby Backlund, the former WWF champion for like five years, right? He came in in late 92. No music. No music. Princeton, Minnesota. Yeah. Bad windbreakers. Yeah. Bad and, hair, too. And they intentionally, pos- this they booked him as if like he's old. He's old. He can't. He's for, trying, for example, but he's old. at WrestleMania 9, he loses in like two minutes. Yeah, to Razor. Razor, Razor Ramon in a small package. Yes, this is like, real. This is like, he's crap, basically. Right. But they, but they acknowledge that he's a former champion. He's on the comeback path. Now, mind you, he was the same age as Ric Flair. Right. Yeah, maybe even a little younger. But you're not supposed to know that. And Correct. And he look at him. Right. Like, he Backlund's look, gimmick is that he's old. Yeah. Literally, that's his gimmick. He looks like shit. But he stays with the company throughout 93 into 94. And in July of 94, he has a, a pretty well-hyped for superstars world title match against Bret Hart. Quinn and I actually reviewed that not too long ago. That match ain't that bad. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, it's nothing like this piece of shit. <laughs> And they're both faces, mm. and it's a very evenly paced match, and in the end, Bret Hart wins with a small package. And after the match, Bret's like, you know, why don't you shake my hand? Right. And Backlund slaps him in the face, puts on the cross-faced chicken wing, and then stares at his hands, right? Yes, the hands. And this leads to, in the coming weeks and months, throughout the fall of 94, Backlund becoming a mega heel, putting the chicken wing on everybody. Yeah. On the magazine writer. Good. Uh, on Arnold Skolin. Yeah, stupid Arnie. Randy's Finally, s- that's settled, <laughs> by the way. And Backlund is snapped, and that's what they call it. He is snapped, and he's a heel, and he's still pissed off right. because he never lost that title, he says. He never quit. That is true. And I like the continuity. Yeah. They actually refer all the way back to 11 years prior. See, this is my biggest issue with this match is what you're explaining. It's a great setup. It's got like... It is. It's got an established story from like 1984. Yeah, it's a great story. It's got got a little bit of everything, right? I like it. It's got some good wrestling in the lead up. But we get to this match. Survivor Series 94. We get to this match and I feel... It's a submission match. It's a submission match. And I feel it's disappointing in what it is because it's not anything like the first match. It's that Brett basically gets beat and we have to watch him sit in this thing for fucking like 10 minutes. And it's, yeah. it's, it's really, really hard to make up for that. It, it, it takes down the whole thing. I could see your point of view uh, to recap the finish again. Maybe there's people not familiar. The stipulation here is it's a submission match, but each guy has a corner man mm-hmm. who will throw in the towel if need be. Just like how Backlund lost. That's Correct. like what it's supposed to like be, right? So in, yep. So in Brett's corner is British Bulldog, mm-hmm. and in Backlund's corner is Owen Hart, who of course fuck Brett. Yeah, you know, like Owen's, that. Just, <laughs> Owen's just doing it to stick it to Brett. Yeah, That's the only reason he's in Backlund's corner. Fuck it, you, it Brett. Fucking anybody against yeah. Brett in a submission match with a towel, but yep. Owen would definitely be in the opposite corner. Yep. It's that era, right? A great era yeah. for Owen Hart. Near the end of the match, Bulldog is chasing after Owen, who's trying to interfere, and he knocks himself out on the steps. Right. So Bulldog's out. Backlund gets the cross-faced chicken wing on Bret Hart, which, to their credit, they built this hold up, Quinn, as, like, deadly. Yeah. They did pl- a great and job. And they built it up also in 1983 when the, the kids taught him it, and then he practiced it on Eddie Gilbert and shit. And Tony Gurria, yeah, whoever, and Johnny Rod. Yeah. The drama there is really good. Owen starts pleading. Bulldog won't wake up, right? Right. Owen all of a sudden has this change of heart, so we think. And he's crying. <laughs> like anyone would ever trust Owen. Like, come on. And Stu and Helen happen to be there. Eh. 
And um, now Stu's like not falling for this <laughs> shit. He's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, Stu's like, like yeah, 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 stop it. You, you, you you're a fucking the, man or whatever. Bastard. Yeah. You think but Helen's like, I hate wrestling. Can this? Will he stop wrestling? Yeah, if she, I just, throw the she just wants to go to the beach or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm from I'm home. from New York. Yeah. So Owen starts pleading with his parents. They come over the guardrail. We're not uh-huh. over it. You know, they can't climb over the Somebody guardrail. Somebody helps them. And they <laughs> throw them over. Yeah. And Owen's like, that's my brother. Ah! Helen tries to grab the towel and Stu like he yanks it away a few times. Because right. like you said, he's not stupid. Yeah. He doesn't trust the little bastard. I mean, he's not exactly all there most of the time. But here, oh. here he understands. Oh. He's still he's still cognizant of what's going on here. <laughs> the, the ruse that the Owen's ruse. trying to pull. And at one point, and it is true that it goes on for like 11 minutes, this whole, that is, that's it's real. It's insanely like long. It's really long. And you know what? Okay. And I know maybe you don't want to hear this. But this but, isn't all about match quality right, for the record. Right. But I think part of this, this seems like such a fucking Bret Hart idea. What? Part of it is, it's in a weird way protecting Bret because even though he's in this hold for fucking a year. Yeah. He won't give, and you're supposed to recognize yes, that. Yes, he but, doesn't give up. But they're really hitting you over the head with it for being it's like really 10, long. 10 minutes. No, it's, long. Like, it's like, we get it. He's I not going to give up. We know. I know. It's like, really it's long. Like, it should have been like three minutes. Three, four, yeah. something like that, and that would have been fine. But anyway, finally, Helen snatches the towel from uh, Owen real quick, or mm-hmm. from Stu, from Stu, because right. Stu had grabbed it, right? Right, yeah. And Helen's and Stu's not going to yank it from his wife. No, obviously. he's just like, Ehh. he's like, and, wait, don't do that. <laughs> and then she grabs it, throws it in. Bob Backlund becomes a champion. Owen Hart runs off I will victorious. Say, I like that Helen immediately like just puts her head in Stu's like arms, just like I don't even want to look at this yeah. shit. Like she's like, and Stu's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> Who gives shit? And one of the funniest parts is Gorilla Monsoon is on commentary with Vince, like the rare. Yeah. And Gorilla's like, what a piece of shit. Fuck Owen Hart. Like yeah. the whole rest of the show. <laughs> what a what a fuck, Vince. Yeah, yeah. Gorilla's very upset about this. <laughs> he, <hates him. laughs> he never quit. Bret Hart never quit. The Rocket King is a shithead. Yeah, you know exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Bob Backlund in a very surreal celebration. It's so weird. He's so, such a fuckwad about it too, right? So he sits in the ring and <laughs> now his hands have the WF title in them. Yeah, and he's and, like, Ugh! now here's the weirdest thing about this to me. This is one of those weird situations where, like, now what? Bob Backlund, literally his entire like comeback or whatever has been about just getting what was taken from him. Yeah. And he finally has it, but it's kind of like an empty victory. Well, like, you know is. what I mean? Because he didn't even... It, he did win. But the, the very thing that happened to him happened to his opponent for him to true. get the title okay, back. That's so true. it's like, it's that's like true. sort of shitty. Good point. Like, and I get the right... All this writing is very good. It is good. This is a good angle. However, yeah. again, we're not taking into account the like landscape of the World Federation and like what was really going on here right well yeah like okay. vince fell in love with kevin nash diesel big daddy diesel right yes. and starting around the royal rumble mm-hmm. and then gradually throughout 94 i mean diesel has two fucking belts by the summer right you do the math you know yeah. what i mean everyone can see the writing on the wall they yeah. they, they they this is their new warrior you and know the, yes. way they're, the way they're ascending yes. him right and incidentally at that same show survivor series 94 diesel and Shawn michaels the tag champions finally broke up yeah, they earlier that the night. Yeah. Well, they didn't. Well, Sean threw him oh, out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, the car and all they that. They literally yeah. dropped the belts yeah. on the floor. Yeah, and there's something in the air with that, right? So Bret Hart in real life was gonna take time off. That's why they did this. It wasn't like Vince told Bret you're losing. He's like, fuck you. It, he was taking time no, off. No, Bret was still like 
part of the company. <laughs> yeah. and there wasn't like disputes <laughs> no, going no, no, on. No, no. This is not some weird screw job situation. No, no, no. Well before that. <laughs> well like, before. Yeah. So three nights later. Now this is when this is the last Survivor series to be held on a Wednesday, by the way. Good. <laughs> Just put it on so- fucking Sunday and leave it. And uh, I, I didn't see it, but I was a wrestling fan, and I could not believe Quinn. Just for the record, okay, I could not believe it when I heard that Bob Backlund beat Bret yep. Hart. And I want to say that's the that's that's the next factor here is a lot of people, and it's not to say that surprises in wrestling aren't good. It's just that this one, with how they had portrayed Bob Backlund for the last two years, yeah, was just like. This fucking loser, old loser, like this old loser guy that doesn't have music and but he's they, pasty and like he can't beat Razor Ramon and like all this shit. But the heel turn really changed his character. I understand that, you know. But still, everyone in their mind, he was just Mister Bob Backlund, not even Bob, ba- Mister Bob, like old man, like what. loser guy. Kevin Nash, you're like a Neanderthal. Did you hear that, McMahon? Kevin Nash. Yeah. You know who that is? No! You're like the Tyrannosaurus Rex! I'll tell you what, though. He had a run for a few months there as the hottest heel in the company, Quinn. I guess. He really did. But That's what, not it, retroactive anything. That really... I was there. Was I watched he the hottest it. heel? Yeah. Though? 100%. Him and then maybe Sean. Yeah, I was just going to say, Shawn Michaels was a real dickhole Yeah, but Shawn was like kind of... I know because they they did the Sean. I don't know why he's Sean's not wrestling. a cool heel. Yeah, I don't like you know you know what I mean. Like that, it's that period of time where Sean's like heartbreak hotel. Barely like, wrestling. I barely re- I'm on commentary. The fuck a lot. is his like, 94? I don't get it. And and you know what? That's not Shawn Michaels. That's whoever the fuck is booking things. They like wanted to have Sean for whatever fucking reason just poking at like Bret Hart and and the Owen Hart situation and like kind of like dancing around Diesel and stuff. And you're just like, why? And have him on commentary, which he's shitty at. Even you'll admit that. Yeah, he's no, not I don't love him on commentary no, either. It's just like, again, it's just this like misuse of Sean. So now there's this weird opening, right? Yes. Where like old man Bob Backlund is like- He was the, the top ho- heel for a bit. The top heel now. He was. It was like a month or two. Let's it was not, a couple of yeah, months. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't a long time. Yeah. After, after the next thing that happened, then he really isn't. And the next thing that happened was MSG. Right. Three days after Survivor Series in November, Diesel replaces, quote-unquote, Bret Hart. You know, and it replaces right. because yeah, Bret- Bret's on vacation or yeah. whatever. And this is very reminiscent of the old-school transitional champion deal, the way they did it with Stan Stasiak in the yeah. 70s, right? The way they did it with Ivan Koloff. Mm-hmm. The way they did it with Iron Sheik, yeah. right? Bob Backlund loses to the Iron Sheik. Everyone's pissed, but don't you worry. At MSG, the new babyface will beat him. And that's yeah. exactly what happened here. Yep. Three days later, in this case, Diesel replaces Bret Hart in eight seconds, puts the powerbomb, the jackknife on Bob Backlund, new world champion. Now, I want to say this. I think this also retroactively hurts the Survivor Series thing. I've always thought this. If Diesel could fucking beat this loser in a second, then like, why couldn't Bret? That's how I always felt it looked. Because it, like, Brett tried to wrestle him and Diesel just booted him and powerbombed him. Yeah, That's Diesel why. just beat the shit out of him, right? Quickly. But why couldn't Brett Hart Because Brett does much a, younger, He's a wrestler. I know, but still, Brett's still not... He's not a small guy. I mean, he can still... They're the same size. ...kick this old man's ass. Well, like, apparently not, Quinn. Yeah, I'm just saying. Apparently not. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't do anyone any favors, in my opinion, because... Was that a house show? 
<laughs> they had to show it on Raw. That's where I saw it's it. All I think dark. Raw. Yeah, it's very dark. Diesel takes like a dump in the ring when he wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, Ugh. he does this weird dance. Yeah, I know does. what you're talking about. Where yeah. he like squats or something. Yeah, like yeah, he's he Tim does, like, McClellan. A squat dance. It's weird. Bob Backlund, jackknife to the canvas. Diesel, a cover. And in a record setting eight seconds, Diesel becomes the new World Wrestling Federation champion. And then Brett and Diesel have the Royal Rumble match, which, again, does nobody any favors. I just think that this was not... I don't think this is, should be on the list, though. Seriously. Go ahead. Um, I really don't. I think it's low on the list, but I, I can understand why people... I really can, I, because I think it was it was genuinely, like, upsetting. Not in the usual, like, heel beats face way. Like, it was... I felt like... I think that's I exactly think, what it was. No, I think the audience personally felt like the rug was pulled out from under them because... Why? Because I think they thought if Brett was going to lose, it, it just would be in a more kind of, like, epic manner. Like, it, like not this... Not it's, this Bob Backlund sits in a fucking hold for 10 minutes. You know, you could like, say what you want about that, and you're right about like, that Like, I really part. think that, like... Even Brett deserved a little bit better for how good did. for how good his ninety four was. You did have a good ninety four. I that just Flynn. feel like the end of that title reign deserved. I don't know if they were going to do a quick one. I don't know. Sean beats him or something. I don't think they were going like, to do just it with something. Sean. Something with or Owen. Even Owen and Owen loses to Big Daddy like in four seconds. Yeah, but like, Backlund was a hot, the hottest heel, right? They wanted to get it on a diesel, but they didn't want Brett to drop it to diesel directly. Again, so I'm just I can understand the hatred for it because of who beat Brett and and I don't think that's what it is. You have to also remember you're it's an audience that's shell shocked still after Hulk and that all that bullshit at WrestleMania nine. <laughs> like they're they're very sensitive to mistreating Brett. Like at that at that point well, in maybe, time. Maybe. You know, they're not forgiving of like Brett losing to a fucking old man who can't win a match against like Razor Ramon. Let's be honest. I'm surprised that it's on here. I really am I'm because just saying, I think I under, it's good I, storytelling. It's good storytelling. I really You're absolutely do. correct. But I'm saying I I'm saying I understand okay. why people remember it as a bad thing. I mean, listen, I was... Maybe that's a testament to the storytelling for all we That's know, what I'm saying. Like, you, you know, I think this is all people are getting worse. But the match does suck, Joe. It's not my <laughs> cup of tea. Yeah, Can yeah. we put it that way? Yeah. It's not my cup of tea, this match. Yes, I agree with you. It's got the match being bad factor. I don't like know that it's, it's bad. I just think it's not our taste. There's people that mm -hmm. like this style of wrestling that they do, which is a lot of submission... You're saying a lot of submission Chain wrestling. One, one submission. No, there's other stuff, but that's neither here nor there. I don't think this will get too high up on the list, though. I, think I don't think this is egregious. I, I already know it's not the lowest on this list. I, I don't from, think... Right, right from right from the get-go. Yeah. This is before we even rank. It's not the lowest. I don't think it's the lowest either, yeah. but I don't think it would have made my bottom 10. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That one's done. We have one more this week. Let's find out, fans, who drew number six. What's that about? What's going on here? What just happened here? Well, well, well. The Finger Poke. Yes, The Finger Poke, part three of the epic Goldberg saga <laughs> that we've been covering on this Royal Rankings. Yeah, all flood. season long, folks. Yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. Well, you knew The Finger Poke was going to rear its so ugly this, this thing's finger. a real piece of fucking shit. You know why it is? 
because it's a fuck you. And, and, and yes, I know they're meant to be heels and blah, blah. It's a fuck you to everything that they had built for like a whole year. It's, it's everyone a fuck is like, you. Yeah. we like Goldberg. And even like, remember, like last time we talked about this, everyone was like, we like Wolfpack, Wolf, 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 and all this. We like everything that's happening. Like the fans were okay, right? Like they were okay with like Hogan gone and like Wolfpack and fucking Goldberg and DDP. Like There's DDP a lot of stuff and shit. Like people were like, "This is great. We love WCW. It's like on the same level of WWF, right? Like because WWF was so good. This is why I always ninety is such a good year in in a lot of ways yeah. because it's like the two companies are like kind of even. Right. Um, in ratings, and this yeah. is like WWF's a re- better. To me, this is a rejection. This is, yeah. this is this is the end of the year, and WCW has decided you know, all that shit you liked. Well, fuck you. Back to 1996 again. Even worse, man. Yeah. I mean, okay, let's just recap it real quick. Finger poke of doom was the other thing that happened on January 4th, 99. Now, I'm not talking about Antonio Inoki's retirement match. I'm talking about Kevin Nash. The new WCW champion. He had mm-hmm. won it eight days earlier against Goldberg. Right. Right. And he was originally going to be taking on Goldberg in a rematch. Right. That sounds great on paper. Fantastic. Except earlier that night on Nitro, Goldberg was arrested for stalking Miss Elizabeth and was taken to jail, which because they're WCW, they show is just across the street and not <laughs> 20 minutes away or whatever they say. Right. Well, you know, it's Atlanta. It's very local. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, is it even in Atlanta? It's probably not. Let's pretend it is. Uh, Let's just yeah. make believe it is, right? Yeah. Is it at the Georgia Dome somehow? I feel Where, like it is. I need to look it up because <laughs> like I don't it know off the top of my head. Similar-ish, right? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Actually, where is it? Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. It is the Georgia Dome. Yeah. The same place where Goldberg won. Then they come back and they're like, fuck you. Yep, exactly. Good Lord. So anyway, so Nash is going to be fighting Goldberg. Okay, Except great. The rematch. The rematch we wanted, right? right? Fuck those cattle prods. No cattle prods. No cattle, and don't wear a yellow shirt. Yeah, no yellow don't shirts. Do it. We know where Scott Hall is now. We don't <laughs> have to, like, we don't, now we can get to, uh, get to the real, right. um, the beans here. The meat and potatoes the meat and, and the potatoes beans. The potatoes and the, the beans, yeah. The British Bulldog We can see who's really the best, right? Beans heart. Beans heart. <laughs> no, my daughter, beans. Yeah. Anyway, except Goldberg can't because he's detained across the street. Detained. Is this where he punches the window too? No, that 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 somehow I milled that, but yeah. that's like a year later. It's still <laughs> okay. very WCW. It's, all, it's all very connected. It's all the same thing. Yeah, it might as well be the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan, who has not wrestled since I don't know Halloween Havoc or something. Who cares? When he's uh, like, I'm going to retire, brother, run for president, whatever the fuck he oh, was yeah, doing. I forgot when he was going to run for president. Hulk he's for president. Stop. He comes back. So I'm going to fight you, Kevin Nash. Okay. Remember, they still don't like each other. Wolfpack mm-hmm. versus the Wolf thing. Wolfpack versus White Pack. Yeah, White whatever, Pack. Whatever, <laughs> white and Black NWO. Yeah. And Nash is still a face, by the way. Mm-hmm. He had like the respectful promo on Goldberg after the night after Star K, where he's like, Goldberg, something like that will never happen again. I'm sorry. Almost right, like, I'm sorry. Right, because they were still trying to like sort of act like Nash. Like, he wasn't like, this is all just a bunch of nonsense. Yeah, he right? didn't like, plan because that. Because think about how it went down, right? Like, Disco, who's not even in the fucking wolf pack, he's yeah, like trying to impress the wolf he pack. He thinks he's good. So then you can you can write that off as like, well, Kevin Nash, I don't even fucking know this guy. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Right. right? I, it's not, I didn't tell him to come out here. And Hall... I'm not even friends with him. Right. I have no fucking idea why he would taser you. Like, what an <laughs> asshole. Like, why couldn't we just have our match, right? Like, right. this all makes sense, right? Yep. It all does make sense. It yep. really does. But Hulk Hogan's going to take Goldberg's 
spot. And on paper, that sounds good. Right. I'm not going to lie. That's, well, we can't have Goldberg, let's have the, the last champion, right? It's Hulk Hogan, for right. crying out loud. In now, 99, that's still name value, man. Now, I'm not going to lie. Hogan, if I recall, has like jeans on or something. Yeah, don't, yeah. And, and like cowboy boots. Yeah, he's like, got like his casual attire. Yeah. His Jenkos or whatever. Yeah. This is a good match on paper. They're in the Georgia Dome. They're heel versus face. Why form. is Hulk Hogan even back? I don't even don't remember worry. that. Why. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he hasn't wrestled in a while, so this is cool. Yeah. So we get in there, right? Hulk Hogan and Nash are going to go at it. Right. They lock up. Crowd's ready, right? Yeah, they're like, oh, hell yeah. It's like, well, this is going to be good, right? The leader of the Wolfpack versus the leader of the traditional. Finally. Yeah, right? finally. Like, that's the other thing we can't, we can't emphasize enough. It's like they've been building up for yeah. so long that when is going to the leader of Wolf and the leader of white and black old school NWO, when are they going to just fight and right. like settle? Who's the best NWO, right? Right. Now, mind you, neither guy in the ring right now is their biggest star. No. That guy's across the street. He's in the cop's office or whatever. Smart. Very smart looking here. And they have the balls to taunt WWF. That's the other thing that pissed people off. Can I say something here? You know what a better thing would be to do before we even get to what happened? Yeah. Shouldn't, like, Goldberg, like, come in and, like, fuck over both of these guys? Like, you know what was If it was something, if it was a different company, that would have happened. Like, Goldberg breaks it up or something, and then it's like, the story continues, Spears them both. Yeah. Yeah. We're out of time. Yeah. See you next week. WCW's still around to this day. Yeah, they might still be. Instead, (laughs) they do this. What they do is they circle, blah, blah, blah. Finger poke to the chest by Hulk Hogan. Nash falls down like a big fucking idiot. Hogan pins Nash. Hogan wins the world title. The rest of the heel NWO jump in the ring with the most assy celebration ever. Like it's some great victory. And now Hulk Hogan is the world champion again. And this kicks off, mind you, this kicks off a hideous year for WCW. <laughs> you forgot the, the worst. I didn't forget it. Hang the on. worst part is what happens like right after this. I want you to say that in a poke. second. Yeah. Yeah. But a hideous yeah. 1999. Their 99 is fucking horrible. <laughs> you have all the white and black cronies like celebrating. But then it turns out that Nash is like in on it. Like, in on it! Yes. So he just like lost on purpose or something. All of this the taser disco inferno like goldberg and losing and all this shit was just a elaborate fucking ruse like they just like we're supposed to believe which mind you this doesn't even make sense in the timeline that like nwo red and black basically existed to like trick goldberg into <laughs> yeah, losing the belt sense. because hulk couldn't beat him yeah, so but- then like nash basically through all this chicanery gets the belt back so that he can essentially hand the belt back over to his his dear leader Hulk Hogan. So did Hogan and Nash ever hate each other? Did they hate each other for a while? Well, and they it didn't? just doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm saying. Because Michael, it doesn't make the, any sense. The, the, red, the red and Wolfpack, them Wolfpack people. That was like before I know any of this Hulk versus Goldberg, Goldberg stuff was US even champion. happened. It I hate happen this. Like January of '98 or something. You hear how loud we're talking about it? That's because it sucks so bad. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And why couldn't Scott Hall just put on the yellow shirt and taser Goldberg when Hogan was fighting? The, the him? only way it makes sense. Is if like I hate it. prior to Starcade '98, Hulk yeah. and 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 Nash cut a deal or something like in the backstage. And you know what? And you know what they? You know what? You know how this could be fixed in like one fucking like all they had to do was drop one weird vignette of like a backstage like camera like that that nobody can see, and it just all it shows is Hulk 
walking out of the wolf pack kind of like smiling. Yeah. That's all they needed yeah. to do. And then like this would have made complete sense and you're like, oh, well, that's why Hulk was, was like, why would he be talking to Kevin? Like that would have worked. That's all they had to fucking do, right? And I'll, and I'll tell you what, even if they did explain this in the in the following weeks, no one fucking cared. Yeah. Because the damage was done. Yeah. No one remembers like if I they said, explained if there it. Was they ounce, might have explained it. If there was an ounce of foreshadowing, right. it would, this wouldn't, nobody would ever notice. But even if they did explain it, the damage was done. And here's the reason why I think, personally, the damage was done. Mm-hmm. It's not that Hulk Hogan, LOL Hogan wins again, whatever. It's WCW being so incredibly tone deaf. Yeah. Now, are we fair enough to criticize the WWE when they're tone deaf? Right. Yeah, we are. We are always. Right. I mean, they're, they're Most shitty people right are. now. Right, obviously. right. They've pissed us off plenty of times. Right. This was WW, WCW saying, yeah, we know you love Goldberg. Yeah, we know you like Wolfpack. We know you like Kevin Nash and the Wolfpack. Yeah. But you know what? Here's a farce. Here's a mockery of a wrestling match. And here's Hulk Hogan as your world champion again in 99. And nobody wants that. Nobody wanted it! The theme of 1998 was that no more Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. like, that was like the general theme, right? It's like all these young guys, like young. I mean, Kevin. Yeah, I know. Those <laughs> young guess, 41-year-olds. But the point is, is like Nash, like we talked about before, like Nash was not presented or perceived Correct. as old. Yes, I agree. He was like a, a, a younger, you know. A younger com- 40-something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, this led to, like I said, a, a hideous year. It undid all the... Pro- was Goldberg ever the same again? No. Literally Because never. he looked like a dork. He got fucking yes. fooled, basically. And, like, if I, and if I'm not mistaken, doesn't he run out after this and they just beat him down? Because, I don't know if that yes, happens. Yes, it does happen. And I guarantee you it happened. Because God forbid in WCW, is there ever a fucking happy ending? <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck this angle. It fucking sucks. I don't care. I don't want to talk about it anymore. You have anything else to say? All I have to say... It's hideous. Is, it's stupid. Is It did unbelievable damage to WCW. Yeah, yeah in all it, seriousness. That, that is its biggest sin, is that... No, it is. WCW, who was coming off... Listen, it wasn't the hottest year of all time, but it was a good year. It was Nin- a year where they happened to strike gold with Goldberg, no yeah, pun intended. Yes. And the, if they hadn't, they would have been it, fucked earlier. It looked like at the end, prior to Starcade 1998, that ah, WCW's got a really good future, they, right? It's they like, still got a crack at competing with WWF. They've got, they've got all this talent. They got Bret Hart now and all this shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got a lot of talent that, you know, Sting is now far removed from the Star K97 nonsense. Like, right. it's like now we're ready, right? We've had this full year and it's been a pretty decent year. We can, we're going to go into 1999 and maybe 2000 and et cetera. And we're going to, we're, we're, we're stocked we're up. We're going to be got, great. We got new talent. They yeah. got younger talent too. Yep. Like everything looks bright, but this just signaled off that, you know what? There is going to be no fucking progress here until Hulk Hogan is gone. Correct. Like it, 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 because at the end of the fucking day, yep. Hulk Hogan is always the fucking champion, no matter what. And that's the problem. And I'll tell you what, Quentin, you're absolutely right. And I'll tell you what, this is not the single thing that we've, we've talked before. No one thing killed WCW. This was the straw that broke the camel's the, back. You know who, For and, and if no one remembers this, I don't blame you, but you know who Hogan lost the title to? Who cares? Rick Flair. Yeah, what, uh, well, let's just keep it in the old people pile. You know how many more times Goldberg won the title? Uh, like, did he win it? Zero! One? He didn't win it one more time. Zero! Even for like a day? Zero! Wow. 
yeah. zero times. That's the problem here. It's not that this one thing killed WCW. You could look at this and say, well, it's a heel angle. You're not supposed Yeah, I know you're not supposed to like it. What good what good did it lead to though? Answer me that one. What good did, where what blow off did it lead to? What, what was, payoff what, was there? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, the fact that it was Hogan is a big deal to me. What harm would it have done if Goldberg feuded with NWO Red and they were just heels now? And, well, and, and they, the, they were, right? Remember they they stayed red. Right. They did. Right, but I'm saying like they merged. Like right. Like, there was the B team was still in the black. Yeah, all I'm all I'm pointing out is that NWO Red still was considered like the young NWO or whatever, right? Yeah, it's the like, young forty something. Yes. The NWO that was cooler, right? It's the point. Marginally. Like, that should have been the next feud that Goldberg moved to. And all you had to do, you could recycle what you did with him the first time, but it would have been a little bit different because now Goldberg has to go through NWO Red. Yeah. Right? And that's it. That's I mean, all they had. They, they and, and Nash is the final boss in like a cage match where like nobody can get involved. He, you know, he did defeat Nash at Spring Stampede, but, then but he, he wasn't the champion anymore. I, so who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. It's like they had they had the perfect thing. They kind of like they essentially like Goldberg made it through like Raven's flock and then like yeah. NWO White and then like okay then he like had his like wow Goldberg's really good he beat DDP and all this shit right yes. and then Nash fucks him and then now rinse wash and repeat now you have a, a great storyline for 1999 where Goldberg fights through the NWO Red what it makes total sense Hogan comes back and it's back to fucking literally 1996 again and like oh that Goldberg don't <laughs> Don't worry about that. That that never happened. This is the equivalent or somewhat of, a, of analogous of if Steve Austin, remember how he was screwed at the King of the Ring 98? Yeah. And Kane won the title. <laughs> this is the equivalent, instead of Austin winning it the next night, of Austin never being the champion again. <laughs> yes, it's the, it's exactly that. If you had to put it into perspective, yeah. I'm just trying to give some idea. It's so heinously anus. It's awful. <laughs> I don't like it, and it stinks. It's ranking time. Yeah. Okay, run down the list. Number one, Nash and Goldberg. Two, David Arquette. Three, Hogan and Yoko, WrestleMania 9. Uh-huh. And four, Sean and Brett, Montreal. So we got Backlund versus Brett from Survivor Series. Again, I think Sean and Brett, Montreal shouldn't be on here because it's not a booked I don't angle. I like, not like the, the match. I know, but we're not just also, about the match. Quinn. I know, but also the angle is great. There's the, the legitimate real life yeah. heat there. Yeah. Like, why would anyone? Like, here's the thing. I hate the ending. Trust me, I hate it just as much as everyone. I wish Not as that much Shawn as Michaels and Bret Hart could fight each other every fucking day. Like, in all honesty, I thought that that was, like, the ultimate in, like, good wrestlers fighting when I was a kid. When they're not doing an Iron Man match, yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, when, they, when they're, when they like, really, like, brawling. When there's heat. Yeah, there's heat, and it's like, yeah. you suck, Shawn Michaels, and Shawn Michaels is like, ha-ha, and, yeah, like, well, yeah, you dance, and you Here's stink. my nose on Here, the flag. Yeah, Canadian flag <laughs> nose, and, like, <laughs> that shit's great. Like, I agree. I could have gone six more months of that from yeah. Survivor Series They could have, man. They could have. We could And that's what hurt the most, right? It's like, that's really what hurt. But we're kind, of, we're kind of treating this one differently because, again, it's not the same as any other change on here. Right. And with that said, I'm okay with keeping that at the bottom. Yes, I agree with you. But I don't think that Backlund versus Brett is worse than Hogan Yoko or anything. I above agree it, with you. Right? I'm 100. I'm li- literally like I'm exactly with you yeah. for once here. Like that is exactly where I would have put it. Something in the air, I yeah. guess. Yeah, because this 
Back when Brett like pissed me off as a kid, but I was a big pissed Bret me Hart off fan. too because yeah. I just got in when that yeah. happened. I'm like, who the fuck? What the fuck is, is that? Shawn Michaels? Yeah, who's Bob it, yeah. <laughs> you know, I only thought that because like Shawn Michaels is good. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, well, Shawn Michaels must have been the last champion, but then is his name Bob Backlund sometimes? Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. And look, if people put this on there because it led to the Diesel era, uh-huh. then they should have just put Diesel beating Backlund on the list. Yeah. If you really wanted to like make that point, you know what That's I mean? True. You could have just voted it, that one on. This did hurt. Pe- people were butthurt over this. I mean, it wasn't good and, for and anyone. I, yeah, and I, and I do think, again, the reason that it got voted mainly is, I think, a distrust by the fans after how Brett was screwed at WrestleMania 9. I didn't think of that, but I'm not going to entirely... I think that's what was in the air when he lost here. This was okay. the, the horrifying realization that they were going to fucking job Brett to somebody beneath him. I don't know like, that he's... Well, all he, right. he, he was at this point in time. Let's, <laughs> let's Princeton coat and like get the fuck out of here. From Princeton, Minnesota. Yeah. Very proudly from Princeton, yeah. Minnesota. Okay. Well, with that said, I think we're leaving it there, right? Yeah. We, we is, agree. That is, that is there. It's not worse than Hogan Yoko because that's Hogan Yoko. Mm-hmm. Hogan is a f- just 93 Hogan. We don't need to talk about yeah, him. Just get it out of here. Okay. The finger poke is number one. Um. Yes. Yeah, well, okay, before we give it, I'm, I'm with you, but okay. I don't want to like just shoot it up there. Okay. I think we need to talk about it. Let's let's just place it at number three temporarily. Against Arquette? Yes. And then and then okay. work its way up, right? <laughs> let's just make sure, right? We got to scientifically do this. I agree with what you said two weeks ago that the David Arquette thing, well, extremely stupid. Yeah. I mean, really, it's very we, terrible. We're not saying it's good. No, it's not. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's really fucking bad. heinous. It's stupid. Yeah. And yes, Vince Russo is correct. You know, by the definition of the word correct, it was it was plausible, bro. You know, uh, 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 he he didn't beat a wrestler, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I gotta be honest with you, bro. Like all that. He's right. Doesn't mean it's good. No, it doesn't make it good. As Chris Rock once said, you could drive a car with your feet if you want to. Doesn't mean you should. <laughs> mm-hmm. However, you said it. <laughs> eh, it's just something WCW would do. It's you know? very, oh, w, ha, 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 WCW. But the reason they were even in a ha, ha, WCW position. It's because of this one and two here. Nash Goldberg. Yeah. Which, again, I think you and I both agree, eventually Goldberg had to fucking lose. He can't be undefeated right? literally forever. Like I said, and I, you know what I think this poking situation <laughs> and talking about it made me yeah. realize why I hate the Nash Goldberg so much is because there wasn't some kind of foreshadowing of some, like a minuscule, tiny thing of just, you know, caught footage of Hogan and Nash talking or right. something. Like, just something so that... A signal, right? Like something that, that you know, maybe something that's in a, a foot. And actually, it would have been fucking brilliant because the Nash Goldberg then, as that all goes down, you're really fucking confused because Hogan's not even involved in it directly. Right, yes. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We might have praised the finger poke as the most brilliant thing ever with just a simple fucking drop of slight of, foreshadowing. Of pretext or context. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not only that. If they had paid off the finger poke in a good way and it led to right. something good, mm-hmm. that's fine. I mean, look, screw, kayfabe screw jobs happened all the time in the WWF. Right, Austin exactly. got fucked all the time. Right. But this he would, got his comeuppance! But it also made sense why he got fucked. Right! This problem here is you have two events that occur, Nash and Goldberg, 
and the finger poke within with eight no, days with no fucking connection seemingly and then randomly it's all explained as a master plan it with, sucks with Gwen. no context it whatsoever sucks. it, it sucks. sucks ass it re- and the worst part the worst the, the cardinal sin like you said is even with this vague master plan no foreshadowing nothing nothing to even signal to the audience what the fuck is happening right yep all they had to do was like goldberg kicks the shit out of these guys and, and like wins, win, the, wins title the title back. back yes exactly it's just very but that they can't even give us that no he never won the title back right exactly never never they gave it to sting rick flair randy savage ddp bret hart yeah bret hart who they misused like almost the entire other time yeah until vince russo is like bro we have bret hart can we use him <laughs> i can't believe it took vince russo just telling them that they had bret hart we have bret hart are you are, are you are, fr- you, are, are you, you freaking you, kidding me bro yeah, are you you know? he could beat everyone like literally god yeah no it's it's the worst it didn't do a damn good thing even if you appreciate the angle it really even if you appreciate the angle like oh look at their heels yeah, they're heels. Like I said, we can't even appreciate the angle. But they, they paid it off. They fucked up the beginning of it with no explanation as to why any of this is happening. Here's the thing. I wasn't in the mood to yell today. You know what yeah. I mean? I've had a very busy life and all that. Me too. But thinking about this it pisses is, me off. It's angering. It, it is it, angering. It's, it, it annoys me. So, you know what? This shit is number one because here's the thing. Is Nash and Goldberg got the ball rolling. But yes. you know what? They still they could have fixed they it. They still could have pulled themselves they out. They could have like, fixed it. They had a chance. Right? They had eight days to figure this shit out, right? right? Any hero whatsoever, even. Hell, I would have taken fucking Bret Hart yes. fixes it or whatever. You know, you don't fucking do that to people, this, Scott Hall. This shit is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. You know how Bret is. You don't wear the yellow shirt. Nobody yeah. wears a yellow shirt. You know, that whole thing. You know, security people are supposed to protect people, <laughs> but I don't see anybody protecting anyone around here. When you talk about security. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're in agreement here. This is number one and may not be leaving this post. We'll have to find out <laughs> in the coming weeks, but let's do it, folks. To wrap up this week, here <laughs> number one the finger poke of doom number two it's a related cousin nash goldberg number three david arquette getting a nice slide that, here that's his Not second bad. cousin <laughs> <laughs> number four hulk hogan yokozuna wrestlemania 9 Number five, the disappointing but not entirely horrible Bob Backlund versus Bret Hart, Survivor Series 94. And number six, the anomaly, the black sheep. Yes. The Montreal Screwjob. Folks, that is the Royal Flush for this week. Let us know what you think. You can do that on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Shoot us an email or join the group. But Quinn, when we come back... Oh, Lord, just wait and see, folks. Uh, You thought this was bad. Yeah, we're reviewing something that's coming up right after this. A lot of fans and critics think that that incident began the demise of WCW. Uh, how did it come about, like the finger poke of doom, and do you think it was partly or in more than partly responsible for the beginning of the end of WCW? Are we talking about what I... Your finger poke on, finger poke on Nash. Nash. Yeah. That whole thing, that whole thing was just spin-off, vile, just just negative toxic waste from Russo mm. at the time. Russo wanted to get rid of everybody that was 40 years old. He didn't want anybody in the company that was 40. He wanted to go with the young blood, you know, and he just can't get rid of the, you know, the, you know I don't even know how old The Rock is now. Is The Rock 40 yet? I don't even know how old he is, 38, 37. You just can't get rid of guys when they're in their prime and they're, the wrestling fans don't care how old you are. 
Uh, everything that guy just says, bullshit. Thank you. Hello, wrestling fans. It's time to shout out our friends of the show now. These are other independent podcasters that do their best each and every week to put out a unique program focusing on old wrestling, kind of like OVP. Let's start with the best of Southern Fried Wrestling. We're talking filthy. We're talking unprofessional wrestling podcast. We're talking about booking the territory where you will get your fix of the NWA each week. And then for a whimsical journey led by one man, Pete Winson, Check out Greetings from Allentown. It might be WWF, it might be WCW, it could be Mid-South. So check out our friends of the show. We're talking about booking the territory and Greetings from Allentown. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us here. It's episode 226. And Quinn, we're reviewing something. We are. Yeah, we are. Uh, this uh, <laughs> unfortunately. We can thank our old friend Andrew LaSalle for this one. Oh, our old LaSalle ran great. Yeah. But not this one. <laughs> not this, La- this LaSalle. This LaSalle was, was, should have been in the shop. <laughs> now, we're reviewing a, a little old promotion, folks, that we've only done one other time. <laughs> and, and, we- and they were banned the first time. <laughs> Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling. Grand, not grand. Yeah. Grand. And like I said, folks, I swear... Me and Joe hated it so bad the first time. We literally had a discussion about banning it. We had to ban it, but Andrew yeah. uh, Andrew requested this, and I want to remind you guys, you can request, we're taking them like in perpetuity, specific episodes of any promotion. There's a Facebook post where you can just put a YouTube link, if it's on YouTube. If not, just give us the date yeah. of the show. Don't give them too much power, Joe. They might just send us Grand Prix every single episode. Well, we'll have to see if we're banning it again yeah. after this. Uh, it's been years now, so we're giving it, it another might, shot. It might become the old Scotsman where he's like, please review WCW Thunder. <laughs> like after, please review Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling. A Scotsman reference here yeah. in 2021. I like it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Grand Prix Wrestling stinks, and it was owned by, um, <laughs> believe it or not, Emile Dupree, who is the father of... Uh, Wrestler known as Rene Dupree. Oh, um, not him. Bulldog Brower or, or no, John not, Wayne no, or whatever Bulldog that guy Brown, was in not, this. Not, <laughs> I couldn't get anyone's name right. Bulldog Brown, not yeah. Bulldog Brower. That's yeah. someone else. And uh, this is um, a promotion that existed from the 60s until now. And uh, it's, Are you sure it's not like an embezzling scheme or like <laughs> it's like one of these like mafia fronts like to sell Canadian cigarettes or something? Like, you know, like because it just... It's sad, right? It's, it's a sad the, the, promotion. It man. is so poor. Now, here's the thing, though. Wait, it still exists. Yeah. What? It it's, does. They still no, have it a really TV does. Show? It's, I don't know. Get it, folks. If, if they have a show, get it. I want to see what a 2021 episode of this garbage looks like. Maybe we should review. We uh, should review one. But here's the deal, right? Atlantic Grand Prix took place in the Maritimes. Now, the Maritimes... Yeah, the, what the fuck is the Maritimes? Are, <laughs> Please explain that, because I don't even... I live in the Americas my whole life. You do. You I, live in the I Americas. I don't even know what the fuck the Maritimes is. There are three Canadian provinces in the eastern Atlantic coast of Canada. We're talking about New Brunswick. Not that New Brunswick. Oh, you mean the one around here? No. Prince Edward Island and, of course, Nova Scotia. The Maritimes are, I'm assuming... Nice place to live. I don't live there. I've never been there. Is that the equivalent to like how where we're from? It's like the tri-state area where it's Connecticut, yeah. New York, New Jersey, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that type Is of that thing. what they mean by Probably that? Probably more like okay. New England. Okay, yeah. But that type there of you thing. Go. Now, if anyone, I, and this is a real statement, I'm not being funny. If any of you out there are from the Maritimes or grew up in the Maritimes and you actually watched this, I truly want you to let us know. And the reason I say that, Quinn, is because in my reading about this, one of us has to do the research. It's not going to be Quinn. 
Uh, <laughs> I, I, you know what? Who doesn't even know what time? If you asked me to do research, I'd do it. But if you asked me to do research on Grand Prix wrestling, I would not do it. I would willingly tell you no. <laughs> like I would, I would just say not doing it. So I did it. Uh, it was very popular in the Maritimes. It yeah, was the, the best Maritimes. of times. It was the Maritimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is. If but this it is the best if you, you have, watch it. Like, I'm sorry. Now it had a lot of notable alumni. I'm not going to lie. I'll, if you look through Frenchie the li- Martin, besides him, I'm talking about Randy and Lanny Poffo were there. Oh. Edge, a lot of pe- Hedge. You know, if you're Pat is this Patterson, before he wandered the streets of New York or whatever and beat up people for no reason <laughs> in alleyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Mike Shaw, hi Shaw. A lot of different people. But the deal with this promotion, it's actually very different because they only ran their cards between May and October. Yeah, I hear them mention at one point Seasons. through the seasons. Yes. Like, like, see, now this is the concept I always think that modern day WWF should take because, I mean, they really, that company should not be presenting a wrestling show for 365 <laughs> days a year with a state that it's in. It really <laughs> should just be from like, I don't know, around fucking like, like, like SummerSlam to WrestleMania and they should just stop and, and then come back. <laughs> I'm but, sorry, that was good. You know what I'm saying, yeah, though, yeah, right? Yeah. Like the, the Maritimes, they figured it out over there. Yeah. The, the pirates or whoever lives there, I don't know. But <laughs> so, so again, if you if you know anything else about this, or if you actually have personal experience with it, I'm sorry, but please let us know. Without any further ado, Quinn. Thanks again, Andrew Lasell. <laughs> this is a Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling, June 1987. And like Quinn said, yeah, we did ban this. Yeah. We definitely banned it. We're giving it another shot. I was able to... You can find this on YouTube. I was able to... Don't find it on YouTube. I'm begging you. Don't do it. It's got like 700 views. Don't... If I go back and look at that thing and it has fucking over a thousand, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) Now, it was taped June 12th at ATV Studios in Montcalm or whatever the fuck. Yeah. New Brunswick, Canada. (laughs) And we get an extremely stern intro, which features the instrumental portion intro of Living on a Prayer. And they clearly didn't pay for that. And and by the way, the quality looks like an old AVI file that's like less than 240p. I think YouTube, I looked at the quality on YouTube, it was 240p, but I don't think that's accurate. I think that that's actually just giving it a little too much credit. benefit of the doubt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think it's upscaling like 60p up to 240p. It's awful. It's very few p. Yeah. We go right you, when you can see the blocks on the screen, like when you can visibly see the blocks, you know it's a piece of shit. Uh, we go right up to the fucking ring here where our next match, the announcer says, is in the ring. Good editing. Take forever to say the people where everyone like lives or whatever. Because <laughs> like Canada and French equals long names. Like it's so, they're like from in the French Alps in, in New Brunswick, uh, Canada. Also in Nova Scotia, general vicinity, area maritimes. Oh, hey, you hoser. You think you're fucking funny making fun of Canada, eh? Hold up. Who in the blue poutine are you? Go on. I'm someone that will kick your slippy ass, you French fried fuck. Here's an idea, you greasy hockey puck. Find a moose and drink its fucking syrup, eh? Okay, I will. And then afterwards I'll get some fucking health care for free. Good. Then you can have Celine Dion as your bed snack. You hockey fuck. Wonder bread bitch. Denim dickhead. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sharon, Karen, cool off. Go to your neutral corners. She started it. All right. Well, first we have the team of Gordy Mills. Yes, Gordy Mills. And Stompin' Paul Peller. 
I thought his name was Stump, it's by the not, way. But, but that's it, fine. And he also legit looks 60. Yes, where's the beef, yeah. Paul Peller? Uh, their opponents, the popular Buddy Lane. No reaction, <laughs> so popular. First from Beverly Hills, California, weighing 226 pounds, the popular Buddy Lane. And I'm not kidding, Joe. I put in my notes Buddy Wayne. I didn't realize the whole time that his name wasn't Buddy Wayne. It's Buddy I thought Lane. it was Buddy Wayne because that's what the announcer sounded like under the 240p, you know? <laughs> Lane. Yeah. Uh, and his partner, Sonny Warcloud. Yeah, fake chief. Can I turn this off yet? No. Is it over? No. <sighs> so it sounds like they're in an empty washroom somewhere. Seriously, the echo is absurd. They should have gone back to the closet that they used to be in where we could see the wall last time. <laughs> yeah. It's way better than this dump. This place is like this. Okay. Joe, the echo audio on this, it sounded like the time that we watched that Japan thing with Sean Mooney and they put the fake audio the George, over the back and yes. it sounded like they were in like a gym with like crickets or, or whatever. Ping pong table yeah, or something. Ping pong table or like the sneakers from NBA Jam <laughs> yeah, or something. The sneakers. The NBA Jam sneakers specifically. <laughs> yeah. Now, Gary Maxwell is the commentator and ring announcer. He also, just for the record, Gary Maxwell was the announcer the last time we did this. Mm-hmm. He himself is actually, there's nothing wrong with him, but he has very little to work with. He has a pleasant voice. He there's knows nothing, what he's doing. You're in Grand Prix. There isn't anything to work with. There's nothing. It's the worst promotion on the earth. But maybe this one will change it, Quinn. Don't give it too much credit. Sorry. Apparently, Buddy Lane is also Gare's regular broadcast partner, but... Oh, excuse but, me, <laughs> Buddy Wayne. Peller looks like Mike Dicker or something, by the way. He looks like a crappy Swede, which I didn't even think was possible because Swede's whole shtick it does, is he looks junky. <laughs> yeah, I'm but old this and guy junky. somehow looks worse. <laughs> he does. Uh, now, Bulldog Bob Brown now joins the broadcast table. Brower. <laughs> Not Brower. <laughs> and he says, like, ah, fuck all this soap opera-style wrestling. We want real wrestling. And he's trying way too hard to be healed. Like, just like this shit sucks all the faces are terrible it's, yeah I mean, it's like go away like i don't really want to shut it off fucking horrible and then we see them him and gare at the table yeah, all gare. sloppy gare well, what are we talking to do the what, indian why don't we talk about your illegal tactics that you constantly use the way you constantly break the rules and regulations of this great sport well i'll tell you it's a great sport you Irish whip by Lane, shoulder block by a Peller. As I calmly notice on YouTube, like I said before, 713. Yes. Again, I, 713 I, you know, was the view count. I, 713 was the view count. And I, I know I said it earlier, but I think it's necessary that I say once again, please do not watch this. We got to monitor the view count on yeah, this. I, I, and I can keep an eye that you guys aren't doing it. And this is, you watch it after me. So you yeah. were the 713. So maybe or whatever. I was 714. Yeah, you were the 714. Like okay, so if it's over 714, we have problems. Okay. Tagged to Mills now as Bulldog says malarkey. Mills with the headlock takeover. Gare incorrectly describes this match as action. Lands up in a corner whip. Bob Brown then says that Grand Prix is the biggest company in Canada. That's just, that's not accurate. It can't be, right? That's impossible because there's another one that they mentioned that's definitely bigger. And it, takes place, Canada, it takes place in a barn and it's somehow more active than this. I would imagine Toronto. Well, Toronto, I don't Maybe it is the best one at this point. And maybe Jack Tunney's technically the most successful because WWF is in Canada also. See, there you go in Toronto. Yeah. Anyway, front face lock by Lane tagged to Sunny Warcloud who clamps on a front face lock. Arm ringer and a wrist lock. As I check my phone. I don't, I don't that, blame that you. That happened. There was a lot of that in this for me. Well, as I'm watching this, Quinn, I seriously forgot for a second that this was 1987. I seriously forgot that I was supposed to be doing a review. <laughs> like, I, like, this was so boring, and, like, I didn't... There was points where I didn't have to take notes because nothing, literally <laughs> nothing is happening. 
I was dreading watching this. I'm not lying. I was yeah. like, I really have to watch this, don't uh, I? Yeah. But we love you guys, and that's why we do it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Mills, by the way, just calmly tags Impeller, and Warcloud starts up his dance. Not as good as Chief, by the way. He uh, stops, though, and lands a chop. And then we see a bunch of very bored fans as Warcloud lands a corner whip. God bless them for watching this. Seriously. Like, I, I think they should have paid the audience here because they look so bored. Uh, I'm know- serious. Joe, they do. Who knows how long they've been here, too? Yeah, well, because the announcer, Gare, who's also the ring announcer, by the way, he said the next match. This could have been hour four for all we know. <laughs> like, they, that they filmed like six months worth of it, content. It's possible. Oh, by the way, Paul Peller was one of the owners. Oh, stomping Paul Stomper, Stump. Stumper. Yeah. yeah, Stump. Anyway, the announcing really isn't helping because Gare is, like I said, Gare is very pleasant, but Bulldog Brown just won't shut the fuck up. This Maritime's way too much. <laughs> yeah. And I, I that immediately, like, this was when we were, like, in real time when I'm reviewing. This is the first time I keep hearing Maritime's. And I feel like I hadn't heard that statement since the last time we watched Atlanta Grand Prix. Yeah. I hadn't heard the word Maritime's. And I was like, oh, yes, Maritime's. There's no offense to anyone. But who talks about the Maritimes? I even think the people who live in what was the Maritimes. What was? They still are. I know, but they are. But I don't think the people who live there call it that either. I bet they do. The Maritimes. Do you ever say tri-state area? Yes, but I don't think... Do you... Really? I think they just reference I live in like... um, New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Whatever, the Nova Scotia, the the provinces. Atlantic, Canada, I don't know. Provinces are gigantic. I I do think it's weird that a group of them is considered like a region only because they like... They're the size of an entire region in the United States. Well, it's a different different than... We say the Northeast. Yeah, it's just weird. Maritimes. Anyway, tagged to Lane, who works the arm for a bit, and tagged to Mills now, and Lane works his arm instead. Mills is in a gold gym shirt, so that should just <laughs> tell you all you need he to know about who's going to win here. 100% real. Yeah. Five minutes have somehow passed. And it's, is it over yet? No. This, it's the first match. This is this is always another cardinal sin of a bad promotion, is like a long opener. And like nothing a, is happening. And it's, two, it's jobbers versus stars, too. If it's if it's like literally a squash match and it goes over five minutes, you're you've immediately fucked up. Yeah, I mean, it's not like anything good is happening. No. For example, an exciting wrist lock. Uh, Buddy Lane, the ever popular. <laughs> yeah. Right? Listen to the crowd go wild for him. Yeah. Tagged to Warcloud, who now leapfrogs onto the arm and goes into an arm ringer. And then more arm. Wrist lockery. Wait, no. Sorry. Back to mm-hmm. the arm bar. Tagged to Lane now, who works the arm and gets two off of an arm stomp. Mill says, fuck this and just lands an eye gouge. Good. Tagged to a Peller, the booker, who fats his way in and chokes Lane in the corner. Quarter whip now and more choking. Bulldog likes it. I yeah, don't know. Good for and him. Who cares? I don't. He tosses Lane onto the basketball court or the hockey floor <laughs> or handball or it, whatever they it play. Very clearly had the like circle with the line through that it. That could be and, anything yeah. in Canada. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they do in the Maritimes. Maybe it's pickleball. It could be know. pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Lane back in a poutine ball, but he takes another eye gouge. Lane is in pain. <laughs> Corner whip. Nice backdrop by Peller. Why are the faces having so many problems? Joe? I don't know. Old man strength by Peller. I, 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 I don't know. know. He's the booker. Peller is like 65 years old. He's like the big daddy of this company. Yeah, <laughs> he shouldn't be in the ring. <laughs> no. Dubious knee lift by Peller gets two. Mills in now. Irish whip crabby, but I cannot believe we still are talking this about this match. This is the first match. It's been, we've been talking about it for 10 minutes. Mills is... Anyway... It's ridiculous. Sorry, you're right. Lane gets a mild tag to Warcloud, who lands some dazzling stomps in the corner. Whip, charge, and ten punches in the corner, but he only gets four punches because of the uh, 
Canadian currency oh. conversion. Shut your fucking face, Uncle Fucker. Thank you. He tosses Mills into Peller now. Where's the beef? I don't know. And now Lane comes in. Irish whip to Peller to drop kick him out. Double clothesline by the faces and Warcloud gets the pin. Thank goodness. It's over. I didn't even care who won that. It didn't matter. I don't in even fact, remember. I think I forgot who won it after I watched it. Like, I didn't even think about it afterwards. It's very appropriate for Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, we immediately cut away. Good. <laughs> I like that they rushed into the commercials on this, because anything to get away from what we were watching. God. Uh, hi, we're back now where we first have Bulldog Bob Brown introduced. <sighs> no. Yeah, no. he's wrestling now. At least he's off commentary. True. His opponent, Bobby Crawford, who's wearing a very fancy jacket. Like an admiral coat. <laughs> yeah, it is. But some maritimes. There's a lot of sailing right there. Yeah, well, it's water. Yeah. <laughs> water. Yeah, there, there, there is water there. There's a lot of water there, yeah. Quinn. Uh, it's a very water-based territory. Yeah. No, it isn't. It's barely staying afloat. Mm -hmm. Buoyed. Buoyed. Anyway, we see some bored fans smoking Canadian cigarettes. Probably. That's real. They're, they're, they just close up on two fans smoking. They got them from Dino Bravo. Yeah. Anyway, we get a bell. Brown has the body of like 1990s Arnold Scullin, by the way. Oh, he does! Holy shit. Yeah, that's bad. Anyway, the fool's golden boy. Anyway, we're told that Crawford is uh, still an up-and-comer, in Gare's words. He's only been around for a few seasons, Quinn. Seasons. You know what that means, though? Here's the thing. Years? Yes, that's many years. A few seasons. <laughs> like four years? He's, yeah. he's their Jim Powers. This is, like, so young. Four years in the company. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh, Bulldog immediately backs into the corner before we get a lockup here. Back to the ropes, and Crawford with a shove to send Bulldog down. Referee, if you care, is Ron Gogan. Uh, side look by Bulldog for a while. And he just yells the whole time. And Crawford tries to reverse it, but Bulldog pulls the hair. Bulldog is very much like King, but horrible. Like, if, like that's the best way I could describe him. Now, he is good elsewhere, but not in 87. I've Ugh. seen him before. You know Bulldog Bob Brown. Yeah, we've seen From him. From like the 60s. Yeah, he doesn't care anymore. <laughs> when he's good. Yeah. Remember we saw him in, was it Stampede maybe? In his prime. Maybe. We might have seen him also in WWF in the 60s. Yeah, in Washington, right? Yeah. Championship wrestler or uh, heavyweight wrestling. Oh, that yeah, thing. yeah that he might have been on that. I'm He's not sure. good in his element, but not now. God, he really shouldn't be wrestling in 1987. He wrestled until like 96. the 1987 season or whatever it is. He wrestled until 96, Quinn. Wait, or something it, like that. Actually, now that I think about it, is the reason that this was called um, what was this uh, the the name of it? Atlantic Grand Prix June 19, 1987. Is that because of the seasons? No, I think they didn't know the date that are there. Okay. I looked it I up. I just want to be sure. The taping date is documented. June 12th, if you care. Who would document this? Well, we're almost approaching the 34-year anniversary of oh, this. Oh, wonderful. I'm sure there'll be celebrations around around Canada. Yeah, Canada. The Maritimes, specifically. Yeah, only the Maritimes. Yes. They, they, like, they don't care in, in Saskatchewan Western Canada, and shit. Yeah, they, in they, Montana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're still in the headlock here. Crawford starts to get out again, but a hair pull keeps him in. Headlock part three and uh, another escape attempt. Honestly, I have no patience for this. This whole match was a headlock. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. This makes Bret Hart versus Bob Backlund at Survivor Series look interesting. Look like a classic. Yeah. Gary gets mad at Bulldog yelling at the Atlantic television system. Is he that says. even real? ATV, man. Of course it is. No, I don't sorry. know. Uh, that, I thought that was an off-road vehicle. But <laughs> better than Saskatel. Yeah. Anyway, meanwhile, another hair pull by Bulldog. Crawford tries to escape for the fifth time. A bulldog takes him down and into a chin lock. Headlock and yelling in the echo chamber city or yeah. whatever this is. <laughs> Seriously. Suddenly, Buddy Lane starts talking and he sounds very pleasant. I'll give him that. Mm -hmm. And he immediately jumps into play by play like Gara was doing it. Now, Buddy Lane's like, no, I do it. Bob Brown, three, four judo chops. Across the now he's just out and out choking him, Gara. It's almost like Gare wasn't in his element in the last match. He was very 
Like he didn't know. Maybe Gare didn't care about his hair. I see. I see what you did there. In the air. All right, we're still here in the yeah, chin Yeah, can lock. we get past yeah. the chin locks uh, here? Apparently not, Quinn, and Crawford can't power out of it. Five minutes have passed. The whole match has literally been a headlock and hair pulling. Literally. Like, Joe is trying to give you <laughs> details that don't exist. <laughs> like, he's trying to say things. Listen. The whole match <laughs> up to this point has been one headlock and sometimes hair pulling. That's it. I'm not making that up. That's You could literally just skip five minutes. That's We've described all we, of it. We've missed nothing. Yeah. I will say this, though. If Bulldog is going for heel heat by being irritating, it is working. He's pissing me off. The problem is the last match was, like, four moves also. Like headlock, wrist lock, whatever. Yeah, it's true, Quinn. Some choking now, and now a few kicks by Bulldog. Oh, finally, something different yeah, there. There, there you go. go. New moves. <laughs> he tosses Crawford out, follows him down afterwards for a few punches. This might be the worst match I've seen in a while, Joe. Yeah, At because this point, it's I literally wrote this. I was like, this might be the worst thing we've watched in a long time. Well, I think you and I are very similar in that we don't mind, like, crap. But worse than crap is boring. Yeah, right? Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing happening. No, like you could be like, shitty. You could be shitty, but if you do like a, a couple different moves right. while you're shitty, but if you do one move, <laughs> yeah. then I don't want to watch it. When you're just la- like laying around is one of my Achilles yeah, heels. Laying around. Laying around. This, sucks. Is, this is the definition <laughs> yeah. of laying around. Anyway, I ran to the table. At least it's something else. Bulldog goes back in. The crowd, by the way, sounds like they're at a PTA meeting over here. Yeah. I, you know, I want to say this. I feel like we're watching what goes on in the corner on a Royal Rumble, but like in the middle of the ring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like what this match is. You know what I mean? Like, I need to regroup because that was really, yeah. that was really funny. <laughs> You're yeah. right. That's, that's what this is. That describes everything that's going on here. You ever watch like a Royal Rumble? I don't know. Royal Rumble 93 and you're like 22 minutes in. And like ten ruse in the corner, yeah. just like nugging somebody. That's what this is. Smiling because he yeah. doesn't care. He's getting paid. Yeah, it's this. Anyway, Bulldog stands around now in his underpants like Tenaru, and finally Crawford comes in all fiery, and the crowd barely cares. This is the point when it's like supposed to be like, yeah, get behind him, and like nothing, right? Like, nothing. When they're smoking their cigarettes or whatever. <laughs> That's what you hear is <sighs> exactly. Big punches by uh, Crawford, corner whip, another one in the opposite corner, a snap mare by Crawford, which gets two. Chin lock by Crawford now. Lean's like, you know, that's stupid. Brown reaches up, grabs the hair, and turns it into a noogie or whatever. And I was very close to texting you to say we can't do this. Wait, really? Yes, at this point. I was like this, because I thought, okay, what the fuck is even Joe going to say, right? Because, like, you have to call Oh, you're worried about me? Oh, thank you. I'm saying... You have to call the moves, right? Yeah. What are you going to say? I'm reading our notes right now, right? My last note was crowd barely cares. In between all of that, all you would be able to say is headlock, 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 chin lock, hair pull, whip, maybe. Very difficult, folks. And that's it. I know Jason Ward appreciates the way we do our reviews. He's a big fan of ours. I'm just pointing out that this 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 almost got the boot because literally nothing was happening. Yeah, this is difficult to make an interesting show out of. We should tell stories or something. We should sing songs. We I mean, this start is, a campfire. Uh, you know. I would like to right now. Yeah. It's cold. Exactly. Body slam by Bulldog, and he goes upstairs. Uh, Crawford tosses him off, though, lands his own body slam. Crappy, crappy pair of drop kicks by Crawford. Awful. Very poor. They were, right? Very fucking poor. But Bulldog does avoid a third one, and then a hideous pile driver by Bulldog gets the win. The pile driver was terrible. What was Let me explain what happened. Is Please. It, it looks like... Either Bulldog slipped or this guy didn't, like, jump up right or something. It was, like, horrible. Like, he only got, like, halfway, and he kind of just sat. And it was just like, what what are we doing here? 
What are we doing here? Marit- Shut this shit off. Maritime wrestling, baby. Yeah. Anyway, we quickly go to break and we come back where we have another tag match in the ring. Unfortunately. Yeah, this one has a 30 minute time limit. Yay. Oh, boy. First, <laughs> Dr. Shivago from Denver. Seriously, that, I, none that, of this is made up. I, I, I couldn't. I, I, I started calling him Doctor John Denver like halfway through the match because it's like I can't believe this guy is blatantly not Russian. No, Doctor. And he's introduced on top of it. They ruin his cover and introduce him from fucking Denver. From Denver. Yeah. <laughs> his partner is from Leningrad. Ivan the Terrible, and I bet he lives up to that nickname, Quinn. <laughs> Everyone could be the terrible in this company. Bulldog the Terrible, like yeah, they're really. all terrible. Uh, Jordy Mills the Terrible. <laughs> With his Gold's Gym. Yeah. Their opponents are the reigning North American Tag Team Champions, the Dynamite Kid, <laughs> and Dino Ventura, <laughs> the Rockin' Rebel Express. So I want to I explain. First what? of all, I was like, excuse me. What? Because this is how the announcer said it, and you could probably drop it in. Uh, this is how all I heard, right? Because <laughs> he said this so fast. Goes, and the Dynamite Kid Rock and Roll Rebel Express. Like, and like, I didn't even hear Dino Ventura. Like, and I was like, wait, is the team called the Dynamite Kid Rock and Roll Rebel Express? Like, I was so confused. The Dynamite Kid Dino Ventura, the Rock and Roll Rebel Express. Now you start to feel bad because this shouldn't be on television. And it feels like a bunch of amateurs, like trying to do a wrestling show, but not even ones that have like a passion for it. If that makes sense, fans aren't passionate. Nobody has a passion for it. This felt like a a bad wrestling school. You pay all this money, right, to like go to the wrestling school, and the one thing they guarantee you is that you'll get booked on a show, and this (laughs) is the show. And it's just some thing where they like invited like a couple of people like nobody really paid to get in. They're like, we don't want to watch this. Like, you know what I mean? It's like when you signed up for the Burger King Kids Club in the 90s and they promise you that free birthday meal. Yeah. But it's just a plain hamburger. Yes. That's real. And 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 uh, like a smaller than the smallish French fries, like literally like a size that you didn't know they even had. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like the McDonald's small ones where it's they don't even give you the cardboard. It's a it's bag. A piece of, of paper. It's like a, a cardboard bag of <laughs> fries. You know what I mean? Like, this is Grand Prix. Where you can visually see the amount of fries. In 1987. This is what it is. It's just the saddest shit you've it's ever crumbs, seen. Quinn. Yeah. If it, it ever was good, again, tell us, point us to good Grand Prix. Seriously, and I'm not kidding. If you're taking offense to this, you're like, no, this promotion was good. Okay. Give us a link. Well, go watch this. No, don't go watch this on you. Don't no, watch it. Give us a link. Yeah. We'll watch a good one. We'll make no, sure I mean we, it. we filter it first. Yeah, yeah, we will. Anyway, I looked up this Dynamite Kid business. It's not. By the way, if it's you're, not if you're, the Dynamite if you're Kid. Thinking, oh, it's the Dynamite Kid, right? No, it's not. No, it's not. He's in WWF very yeah. clearly right now. Yeah. It's actually the wrestler's name is Kid Dynamite. And I would not be surprised Why? if they're calling him Dynamite Kid because. So that maybe kid. you might pay attention yes. for a minute. Because I did. I was like, is that him? Oh, I didn't even think it for one second. Oh, I knew it, was it wasn't, <laughs> Quinn. But, um, oh, I didn't even like, that didn't, That thought didn't even cross my mind. I just wanted to see what this was. Now, the graphic, by the way, has uh, the doctor's name spelled Dr. Zarvago. <laughs> that's that's right. But it's definitely Dr. Shivago. Right. Uh, anyway, we get a bell and Ivan starts with Kid Dynamite. Gare says that the fans, Quinn, are raving. They're not. They're not. They're smoking. Yes. <laughs> Push off by, they're snoring. Push yeah. off by Dynamite. 
who the announcers insist on calling the Dynamite Kid, which it's not yeah. him. Stop doing that. I wonder if Dino Bravo supplied the cigarettes Stop to this it. place. <laughs> he supplied the Dino here. Yeah. <laughs> to Dino Ventura. Headlock by Terrible and a tag to Zhivago. I can't believe I just said that sentence. Off mm. the ropes. Nice arm drag by Dynamite. Tag to Dino Ventura, who obviously is combining two bad wrestler names here. Horrible. I'm surprised his finisher is not the overhead backbreaker. Mm-hmm. Arm drag into an arm bar by Dino, and he's dressed like Ricky Morton, but he looks like a gym teacher, but like a young <laughs> gym teacher. Like, not, you know, you know like the young gym I know, teacher? The, the new one, <laughs> yeah. right? Where he's not, like, you know, the gym teacher who's not jaded yet, and he, yes. like, you could tell that he, like, thinks of activities to do that aren't, like, the typical, yeah. like, we're playing basketball right. today for, he like, cares. the 50th time. Yeah, Instead, he cares. he's like, we're going to play basketball with a twist. Like, everyone has to, like, shoot backwards once or something like that. The young gym teacher. And he really cares about the President's Award a lot or whatever. Well, the President's and the National, yeah. Oh, yeah. and wear your pennies. Yeah, the pennies. Wear your fucking pennies. He's still kind of a stickler for the rules, but he also gets it. Like, I'm hip with the kids. We know they don't love the pennies, so right. we're gonna put it... Like, it's always like everything has some fun twist on it. It's like, okay, we're gonna race to see who can get the pennies there first. There you go. Like we're gonna that. race for the pennies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And whoever gets all the pennies, you're one team. Yeah, everything is a fucking game. Yeah. That, that gym teacher. That's Dino Ventura. Yeah. Anyway. Dynamite back in, arm drag of his own. Zhivago to his feet. Eye gouge tagged to terrible here. Irish whip back elbow by Ivan. And this show is so boring. I go to check my personal finance situation for like 30 minutes and come back. It was more exciting than this, to be quite honest with you. Bitcoin was taking a dump, huh? Yeah, the Bitcoin. (laughs) Between that and like I go on like my personal capital and just check, okay, what's what's everything looking like? You know, that kind of like actual fucking like finance work that a normal person generally does just to check on their numbers. So what Quinn is saying is if you need a loan, just reach out to him not to me i'm saying if <laughs> if you're watching grand prix Don't. and you want to look for something more exciting go on like mint.com and check your account or whatever yeah mint i yeah. have it yeah I've exactly it. like it, it's probably more more enthusiastic and nice looking how can anything be more enthusiastic than dr shivago yeah. anyway irish woman again knee to the gut of dynamite here tag back to dr shivago <laughs> double close on gets two some eye raking as Gare says the name of our show, so that's very nice of that him. That was nice. That's probably the most exciting thing that's happened in this episode thus far. Yeah, Gare is my favorite part of the show. He's fine. I really have no problem with Gare. He's fine, I guess. I don't know. But I he's one of them. He's not like, great, but he's yeah. fine. I think he's like a motivational business make money speaker or something now. You can look him up. Oh, I Gare he, Maxwell. He, looked like, he sounded like a guy that worked for the station. I don't know what he is. I know mean, what he there, was. There was something later in the credits that made me think he worked for the, I know the television mean. station. I know what you mean. Anyway, side headlock down by Shivago into a punch. Tag back to Ivan. Irish whip. Backdrop. Elbow drop now by Ivan gets two. Shivago's back in with some punching. Five minutes have passed now. Body slam by Shivago. How is, is every match over five minutes, by the way? like this, this, None of these matches deserve more than five minutes. None of them. Because there's no promos. So they have time for that. Horrible. I'm serious. That's they why. They have live shows? Is this all they got? I have no idea. They didn't even Flynn. mention we're live in, you know, some fucking school gym somewhere not or whatever. They're allowed to say, I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Chivago misses a big elbow, and Dino comes in with some kicks and some boots. Irish whip, back elbow by Dino. Body slam by Dino. Irish whip again, backdrop cover, but Ivan comes in to break. Small package by Ivan on Dynamite for no reason. And for like six years, <laughs> like they're just sitting in it and nothing's happening. The ref's Nobody's- doing something else. He's like, well, this is the worst part is the ref is like right in front of them. Is he? Like, he sees everything that's going on, but somebody else is wrestling over there, but he's not really stopping that. He's just kind of like, oh. It was horrible. Oh, I think it's because those two weren't legal, Quinn. Maybe, but then he counted later. Did he? 
I think he I don't did. Think so. I don't. I think he counted like two or something. Either way, I'd say watch it, but don't. Don't yeah, watch it. Don't, this. don't this. do it. Do, please don't. Anyway, meanwhile, Ventura lands a high crossbody on Chivago for the win, and we get the hell away from Next, here. Next, please. Yeah, Can you're... we move it, move it along? <laughs> okay, hi, we're back. We're Gare and Buddy are here to explain that the fans love it when they show the old matches, so we're going to do that now. Wait, what? I, I don't care about the fucking past of this shit place. I don't care. <laughs> Get 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 a move on. Can we cut ten minutes off the show? That no. would be a better treat for us as no viewers. Point. No, no, no. Because here's the deal, right? The man we're gonna see, they never found out his identity, or excuse me, found out his identity. Mm-hmm. But it's the spoiler. Oh, him. Yeah, and he'll be taking on Rick Patterson, who is from Winnipeg. You idiot. Now, no idea what year this is from, but it's probably not too old. We're in the wall room again. Yes. Now, yeah. we've said this a couple times. For those of you that might be newer. The one and only time we reviewed Atlantic Grand Prix, we were in what looked to be some cafeteria. Yes. Not even cafetorium. The, the, there was a wall that was super close to the ropes. And it like, had the electric conduit running up yes. the wall, right? Yeah, it was kind of, It was just kind of like a, I don't know, like maybe a rec center or maybe like the like, lo- not even the auditorium, but the lobby of like my elementary school. Like that was like the size of this the place. lobby. Yeah, like the, you know, it was where, bad. where there's like a chair like in the middle and like they put up the awards or whatever that the kids maybe won. Yeah, maybe won. The, the elementary school basketball team. By the way, when you're in elementary school and they, they talk about sports, I always think it's weird because it's not a real team. It's not a real sport. Yeah, you're. I'm saying None like of it's real. sports in elementary school are not serious, but they always try to act like it is. It's like yeah. this fake, this illusion that like, well, that know. it's like, man, we at uh, this elementary school remember the team of 1998. It's like, no, we don't. It's like they didn't <laughs> win anything. Like, Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, Patterson with a bunch of arm drags and then a drop kick. The ceiling is near their heads, Joe. <laughs> it's it's bad. Patterson looks like Mick Fleetwood, by the way, without a beard. Uh, lock up in a headlock by spoiler. The ring is like two inches from the floor, and that's absolutely real because yeah, somebody weird. goes out and like they just one they're little on step the and they're on the floor. What was that? Like, yeah, it was. This is what I mean. It's like I have to describe all these things about the room because it's very annoying how yeah. dumb it is. No, it's bad. Gare takes the time to say hello to the shut-ins. You know the people. Who, for one reason or another, cannot make it out to the matches. I can think of a reason why yeah. I'm not there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, armbar by Patterson on the mat <laughs> into a hammerlock. As Gare mentions how we have a full studio audience. There's like 35 people. <laughs> I'm not kidding. We can fit that many people up here. Like I said, lobby of your of your elementary school. That's the size of this place. We so. should outdraw Atlantic Grand Prix. We should get 40 people here in the loft to watch us do an episode of OVP. We could do that, and maybe we can if get my our, wife's okay our, with it. our wrestling friends to maybe put on one match or something. If you live within 50 miles of New Jersey, Central yeah. Jersey, and you want to come to a live episode of OVP... We could just rent out the, the elementary school right around here. There, like, there's a VFW right down the road here. Yeah. I'm sure with the I'm sure with the COVID that the elementary school is not really being used too much anyway. Like at least after hours. Like they don't have to clean it as much. The kids are there like half a day. This is an informal survey, but how many yeah. people are close enough to central Jersey that yeah. you would be willing to make, you know, an hour and a half, two hour drive max to come see a live episode of OVP. If we're able to do this sometime in the future, we'll do it. We'll find a venue well, and really? we'll do it. This is on the spot. I'm not saying now we'll do it. Yeah. In the future. Okay. You get enough people willing to come out here. We find a date that works well, for people. People have been wanting the OVP convention for years. We could outdraw. If it, you know, Listen, it would be a success if we outdrew 
this uh, Atlantic Grand Prix in the yeah, 70s. Yeah. <laughs> Atlantic no, you're Grand Prix right. in the 70s or yeah. whatever. Atlantic Grand Piss. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's like 83, but whenever it is. Would we have to review Atlantic Grand Prix, though? No. Like, would that be what we've reviewed for the live show? Absolutely not. <laughs> hey, if Conrad can do live shows, yeah. we're as big as him. I yeah. mean, if you put the two of us together. Is this like a paid deal? No. this this convention Why here? Why would I... Is there like a cover? Would I really make people pay to watch us talk about wrestling? Are you fucking serious? I'm just asking. People need to know these these details about the convention. You know what's better than the match we're watching? Anything else we can this, possibly this talk about. This theoretical convention at like a VFW or high school gym or something. Cheddar cheese, anything. Yeah. You name it, it's better. Yeah. Anyway, spoiler to his feet, but Patterson rams him into the buckle using the Mounties police move. Arm ringer into an arm bar by Patterson. Standing arm bar now. Isn't the spoiler supposed to be good or no, something? Yeah, but he's not, Quinn. And yeah. not here and not ever. I don't care. John Dardine, right? I've never John seen a good Jardine. match with the spoiler. I in my haven't life. either. Never. What's the big deal with him? I don't. He wears what a, a mask. What are, <laughs> I can what are name we one missing? guy better. Axe. Axe. Exactly. Yeah. Or Mr. Wrestling 2. There's yeah. a bunch. Anyway. Or all the machines. I don't know who any of them are. I don't know who there. the biggest one yeah. is, especially. Right. Anyway, spoiler punches out into the corner, tries to whip, gets reversed, back into the arm ringer. Spoiler punches out again, lands a headbutt. Gare explains, Quinn, that the reigning heavyweight champion here is maniac Frenchie Martin. And the fans are crazy about him. Well, I mean, <laughs> do you blame him? Frenchie, I mean. I'm sure he's really selling out the uh, the arenas in, oh, in the Maritimes here. Packing them. 41 people. Yeah. And he's, Holy shit. <laughs> it's nice to see some things don't change, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I gouging him by spoiler and an elbow. What a classic. This is. Why did they pick this? It's a fucking know. jobber match. I, it's terrible. He gets a very dumpy pin on the ropes for two, and then a double leg by Spoiler. He holds the ropes again for leverage. Ron Gogan, the referee, saw it, though. Unfortunate. Yeah, because yeah. it means a match has yeah. to continue. Yeah, I know. That's why I thought it was unfortunate. <laughs> Patterson now fires back with rights and backs and uh, back Spoiler to the corner there. Eye gouge by Spoiler. Snap suplex, which gets two. Chin lock now by Spoiler. Patterson's up, though. Breaks it. Body slam. Misses an elbow. Three Stooges eye poke by Patterson. Woo. Patterson in trouble now in the corner. Whipped by Spoiler, but reversed by Patterson, and he clubs away in the corner. Blah, 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 blah. Beautiful pile driver by Spoiler, and it's all over. Um, <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard Joe just skip over notes because it was so boring. They're, like That blah, blah, blah you just did was way more interesting than what actually happened in this fucking match. We've been reviewing shit for like four, four and a half years and I've never done that. This is why Grand Prix is banned. <laughs> this is why it is banned. Anyway, this is probably the best match so far, which is not saying anything. <laughs> Garen Buddy Quinn, now tell us about how Rotten Ron Starr is their champion and he's also an asshole. And Wait, he's their champion? He's their champion. He's their champion, yeah. okay. But... We now throw to Stampede Wrestling, where Ed Whalen is on the call as Rotten Ron Starr takes on Jerry Morrow. Thank goodness, and it, it's very telling that their champion doesn't perform in their company. <laughs> Just saying. I gotta tell you, Quinn, I've never been so happy to see Stampede Wrestling I in know. my life. Usually, Stampede sucks too. Like, but it's like it, when you when you do a like an actual side by side in an episode. Oh my god! Stampede is like night and day compared to this Maritimes crap. Oh my like, goodness! Holy shit! It's like the crowd's kind of lively. Yeah, the, the wrestlers are like. the wrestlers are decent. Ed like, Whalen's yeah. just drunk and stupid the yeah. whole time. Mm -hmm. He, you know he's how very, he is. He's very drunk. He's very drunk. He's yeah. like their Lance Russell. Uh huh. Uh, and Kelly Smallwood out there must be very happy. He loves the Stampede. Anyway, we're joined in progress because you know. Stampede. Exactly. Uh, Irish went by Morrow head down, but star with a kick. 
Miss Honey and Dr. Shivago are at ringside oh, or something. Oh, that's Dr. I Shivago? Think so, yeah. I couldn't tell. It doesn't matter. You just look like a shitty version of nails or something. Like an orange, you know? Screws. Yeah. Anyway, Morrow's in, <laughs> Morrow's in trouble after an eye rake. Star Club's away. He tosses Morrow outside and Shivago goes over tomorrow. Ed I, Whalen, I see what you did there. Thank you. Very clever. Ed Whalen's with someone. I don't know who. It, it doesn't, doesn't it matter. Does, it really doesn't. It doesn't. It, they just kind of talk about nothing. <laughs> Somebody should put that man in a cage and throw the key away. The fans chant Pee-wee at Star, which Ed Whalen says... It's an obvious reference to the size of the man's brain. He has he's slurring his words. <laughs> I love him. I love Ed Whalen because he's so horrible and yeah. he's so lovable. Exactly. He's like Phil Rizzuto out there. Like, he's, I don't fucking care. Fuck you. I guarantee you there's an open bottle of whiskey on his desk. Not closed. Not even, Definitely not. Even, not. Not even closed. Not, even, not in a bag. Not hidden. Not under the desk. <laughs> on top of the desk. Actively swinging from it. Yes. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's got a little, like, one of those, like, small but, like, sort of classy plastic cups. Oh, sort of uh, classy plastic. Yeah, the bottle's plastic. open because he has to keep refilling it. There's no it. sense on corking when yeah, you have to keep doing yeah. it. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff to watch here. Absolutely. Back in corner, what by star clothesline out of the corner for two. The crowd here, Quinn in the barn or whatever the hell it is, is much more lively than Maritimes. So much better than that Grand Prix dump. The ring is like tremendously bigger. Yes, too. it is. It's, it's like, like a they, real they ring. They put like three cows in that thing. It's crazy big. Insane. It's utterly ridiculous. Yeah, there you go. Big chop by Star. It might, Ed Whalen might be with alternate Ed Whalen on there commentary. There might be a second Ed Whalen yeah. with him. Yeah, it, it's true. They they sound very similar. I have maybe, no idea. Maybe it's Ed Whalen filling in the gaps in post to Ed Whalen. Hi, this is a good move. Yes, it is. You're right about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> it's like Ed Whalen talking to himself. <laughs> Irish by Star. Heine, uh, Heine gets two. Okay. Referee could very well be Wayne Hart, but the footage is so blurry that I can't tell. It could mm-hmm. be it Wayne Hart, be. though. Yeah. Morrow's- By the way, it's 1987, right? Yeah. Is Stampede still open? Yeah, is this, open. Is this a classic, too, that this they just is- said was new? No, like, they did the revival, remember? Bruce. Oh, right. This is the Bruce run? Yeah. Because it looks the same. It's like in yeah. the barn. The, no, the it's ring's still the in the same. barn. Yeah. Yeah. And my brother Bruce wanted to redo it, but he fucking sucks as a booker. Yeah. Oh, well. I like how Brett just hates Bruce. It's <laughs> like, weird. He, he does actively like doesn't him. like him, but he loves him, but he doesn't. Yeah, like, it's it, that type it, of thing. Yeah. Anyway, Morrow's back up, clothesline, and then a flying headbutt by Morrow. Meanwhile, Ed talks about the squasher getting lost in the weather. <laughs> Only in Canada. That's what they talk about. The squasher? They're like, oh, his car's stuck in the, in <laughs> in the, the snow. snow or tornado or whatever they said. Wind. Yeah. Anyway, nice pop for that. Uh, another headbutt called a Coco Bonk uh, okay. by Whalen or fake Whalen, whichever said it. He goes <laughs> yeah. up top, misses a superfly splash. Stars back up. Beautiful slingshot suplex gets the win. This was fine because it's not Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like 10 times it's better. So it's not better. great, folks, no, but no, no, it, no. it's like in comparison. This is how Stampede should always do it. They should put themselves side by side with another like shitty company. Oh, they'll, they'll look amazing. Or just Quinn. always pick Grand Prix, and then they'll look like the best company in the world. Absolutely right. Uh, anyway, we quickly go to break. We come back to one last match in the ring here. First, we have the European wrestling champion, Killer Carl Krupp. He didn't even have a belt. Is he really? Or did he have a belt? I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And he didn't. And his opponent is not Kamala. No, no, no. It's the great... Malumba. What is this bootleg shit? It's definitely it's like a Kamala fake ripoff. Ivan Koloff versus fake Kamala. Yeah, or fa- it was more like fake Baron Von Roshka. Or fake Killer Ka- uh, Killer Kowalski. He's it's um, like something like that. Well, Carl Krupp, had, he had like a, a notable career, but he just never was as 
famous as like his a name, Baron von Roschka or one of those. sounds like that treat they give you on the airline. Like when you're, you, that whatever that like. What? The, what treat? The, there's like a, it's kind of this wafer thing and they're like, it's from Europe. You're thinking of communion? No, 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 not communion. I'm talking about on a plane. I've only seen it on a plane. It's like this, the, a croupe or something. I don't know. A croupe? I don't know what it's called. I think you're called. making up words. Well, if you've ever flown on like United or who, whatever one I was on, they always give it to you as the, as the like, the free the thing. The treat. You're saying yeah. it like it's a treat, like you're a dog. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, when you're on a plane, well, they do treat you like that. So. Yeah. Anyway, Croup attacks the start here with overhand right. Some shitty kicks in the corner. He's a Nazi, by the way, in case you didn't get it that, by now. Yeah, he does that's the, what he does. Does the march. It's, and, it's yeah, really it's great. There. He's really, really good. In 1987. Yeah, why not? Uh, Malumba with some punches to the Croup here and then a double leg. Stomp to a Berlin. And then Croup is back up and puts on a devastating chin lock. Very proud. He's very proud yeah, of it. Whatever. I rake now. Like I said, he's essentially Baron Von Roschka, but probably worse. I don't know. Horrible. I don't know enough about he's him. He's like Von Hess. Like Kurt the, Von Hess, the, yes. On 83, like the horrible version. You know that? Yeah, I yeah. know that. Uh, Malumba back in control now with a nerve hold, which is hilariously sold by Kroop. Gary makes fun of Kroop for being ugly. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They spell it side briefly, and when Malumba tries to make it back in, Kroop catches him in the claw hold. And the crowd is absolutely fucking dead as usual. Of course they are. Uh, Malumba, they probably have the croup. Yeah. Malumba Ooh. pulls him out of the ring and they both get counted out. Oh, darn. I really wanted to finish Does there. I mean, this fucking show's over, Joe. Almost, yeah. Uh, Ron Gogan tries to bring it up as Gare quickly gets us the hell out of here. I, I agree with that decision. Gare knows what he's doing. Yeah. Living on a Gare. Anyway, living yeah. on the prayer fires up again as we randomly see a clip of Bulldog Bob Brown fighting with a fan. I love the audience, by the way. They, they yeah, hate this company. They love their audience. They, they, this, I'm saying, I think the audience actively hates what they're watching, and the people who work here and wrestle actively hate their audience. So it's like now? Yeah, kind of. Okay. They were pioneers over in, in Grand Prix and the Maritimes. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I'm still very amused at this fucking public access looking shit used. Bon Jovi! There's no way. Like, how? I wonder when they got sued. <laughs> like it's because it's, 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 it's only a matter of time. Maybe not enough people realized. I don't know. Well, this could have been on at like two in the morning. In I Canada. think it was on at like 11 or something okay. yeah, at night. Okay. So nobody really noticed. No, it's on the a, Maritimes is different times. Do you think, let's, 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 let's ask a serious question. Do you think Bon Jovi or whomever here is even aware that this show is no. using their song? And they probably wouldn't care. They're like, yeah. what is it, wrestling? How many people uh, <laughs> yeah. use it? We don't care. Yeah. Want other songs? Use them too. You can use our You're ent- promoting us. entire catalog yeah. of music. We don't give a shit. They don't. So that six people know that it exists. <laughs> uh, also, we get some credits here. And Gare Maxwell's attire is provided by classy formal wear and... Coal pits. <laughs> that was the most Canadian shit ever. And we get more you know that place is like across the fucking street from this probably this fucking place, wherever the hell the wrestling is. Vestibule. Yeah. Uh, we get credits, more credits that aren't really interesting. They're very long, by the way. They're so long. No. Also, like Nabe Local 99 is mentioned, which is probably the name of the fucking VFW or Legion or whatever they filmed this at. Wait. Maybe 99 an- Nabe Balloons. I don't know. Whatever. It's horrible. <laughs> Maybe it's uh, Elks Lodge. I don't know. A Moose Lodge. It is Canada. Yeah. Anyway, this is fucking Grand Prix. Now, instead of just saying it's bad, you know, we'll explain why. It's boring. Yeah. It's dull. There was nothing to get invested in if you're a first-time viewer. There's no promos. It's just wrestling matches that weren't good. 
What a special promotion, Quinn. So there you go. It's, Thanks. A, it's a special kind of terrible. Very special. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, this is hideous, slow, boring. The crowd didn't give a shit. The best reaction for anyone was at Stampede. Yes. It's just kind of ridiculous, again, that this was still fucking on in 1987. Please avoid, like I said, if I find that there is, like, even, like, 50 more watches of this, uh, like, I will be mad. Yeah. This doesn't deserve it. The, there is only one fucking comment on this video, and it just says awesome, which is a lie, but it ju- that's it. Just get the fuck out of here with this. And I and I realize, folks, that I'm asking for it, that this is going to have, like, 300 more watches or something. I hope At least. Yeah. Because I think a lot of our audience will avoid, but I think a lot will. There's gonna be some curiosity. Out of curiosity, and I and I and I, if you do out of curiosity, check it out. I challenge you to watch it for more than five minutes. Like if you don't have to review it, right? It's like that's true. Yeah, reviewing it is is difficult. And Uh, I'm not talking about skipping around. I'm telling you, start on a match and try to make it through that. Take notes on it. Yeah. Take the OVP challenge, the OVP Grand Prix challenge. Uh, but thank you so much, Andrew O'Sell, for really putting us through misery. We really appreciate thank that, you. folks. Thank you so much for being with here. We uh, we hope that you have liked it as we've romped you through the world of retro wrestling, especially in the Maritimes, yet again for episode 226. We will, of course, be back next week, 227. The Royal Rankings will return. Hopefully a good review will return. And obviously we'll, we'll be changing someone's mind. We'll find out. But in the meantime, if you want more content, patreon.com slash OVP podcast. Be sure to join the group. Don't be a dunderhead or a dingus or any of those things. Other than that, we will be back next week for 227. In the meantime, I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn, and we are out of here. See ya. You're watching the Atlantic Television System, operating from Halifax and Sydney in Nova Scotia and Moncton and St. John in New Brunswick. Telecasting from 23 transmitters located throughout the Maritime Provinces. We now conclude our broadcast day and bid you a good night and good morning.